Corey? Oh, no, what? <laughs> no, no, no countdown. Oh, no, no ca- countdown. No countdown? <laughs> no <laughs> countdown. Editing mode, hard mode, engage. Haru, Haru's going to be real pissed at you. <laughs> All right, well, if we're going right into the news, then fuck it. Yeah, I guess we're going to talk about the big nine-foot-tall lady that I want to fuck. <laughs> she's a man. Really? <laughs> well, I knew, Chris, you wouldn't like her. She's a little, she's a little too pale for you, so. <laughs> a little too pasty. Uh, also, I have not played Resident Evil 8 yet, so you guys can talk about it if you played it. I haven't played it either. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who's played it. Okay. I, I'm just, like, fascinated by this fucking action figure that they have of uh, Lady Dimitriso or something like that. She says her name, like, once or twice. Right. And I can never say it right Easy, because just... it sounds French, and I can't, I can't do French. Oh, it just doesn't come out. <laughs> it's definitely not scrushion. No, scrushion is like that European uh, uh, accent. You're just like, yeah, it's scrushion. That's it's what scr- it is. <laughs> okay. All, no, all, all okay. you gotta do is Got Lady it. D, man. Lady D. Lady, Lady D. D. Lady D. Yeah. There you go. Lady D. Lady D only shows up for the first part of the game. Lady Double. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. She is the first antagonist of the game. So this is this something that was like not really also, shown. spoilers, by the way. If you are be, you're not gonna do anything. Okay, yeah, sure. No, 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 I'm not gonna do like anything crazy. I'm only gonna talk about like the first few minutes, maybe like story synopsis. But essentially, uh, it takes place immediately after seven. Obviously, right. You reprise the role of Ethan Winters, who is from Resident Evil Seven. Right. And he and Mia. Who is your wife that you rescued from the uh, the house? I didn't play seven yet. Louisiana. No. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You just spoiled it. Uh, you, yeah. you had four years. Well, you had which four is years. interesting. This you know, is he, he brings up an interesting point because, like, if you didn't know, in seven, you keep, there's there's a point where you get an option, right? You know what I'm talking about, like mm-hmm. where it's just like you either go with option A or option B. And I I have not played it, but I've seen most of this game because I've been watching other people play it. Like I've already seen the ending, I've seen the beginning, I've seen some in the middle, yeah. and everything. Well, in you between. said you don't really care about the game anyway. Well, we'll, we'll get into that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so somebody was playing, and he's just like, I don't understand this story because when I did this in seven, this happened. So I'm trying to figure out why this person is like still around, and I'm just like. You oh. didn't. You didn't go the other route. <laughs> like, well, only why, why would you canon. not go the route that you're supposed to go? But whatever. I digress. Yeah. Anyway, uh, spoilers. You had fucking four years to fucking figure it out. Um, so you and Mia have a kid named Rosemary. <laughs> Rosemary oh, wow. in a fucking horror game. Um, it's the roles are reversed, Chris. <laughs> But so you you have a daughter and you're now stationed in Europe. It's never exactly said where you're located. However, a lot of the cuisine that Mia is cooking points to you're probably somewhere in or around France. Really? There comes a point in the, in the beginning of the game where you are ambushed by Chris Redfield and his goons, which and is in the trailer. Straight so up, no one can... right? He he straight up mercs Mia. And he's just like, get Ethan and the kid and get them out of there. There's no questions asked. Like, Ethan's like, what's going on? Or I should say, yeah, there are questions asked, but nothing is answered. Chris is just like, shut the fuck up and come with me. Like, like he's not supposed to be fucking upset that you just fucking ate. <laughs> hot, no. Like, you just straight up 86 fucking his wife in front of him. So, yeah. not the point. You, 
on the way of wherever it is that you're supposed to be fucking going, your driver, your you and your daughter get split up. Chris Redfield is apparently with somebody else. He's not even with either one of the parties. But your driver, of course, drives off the side of the road. He's killed in a car accident. And then you're just like traveling, trying to find out where the fuck you are. And then everything goes Castlevania really fucking quick. In the beginning of the game, it is all about werewolves. And you just see like these these fucking werewolf looking motherfuckers coming in trying to kill you and shit. You you get like the little p- peon pistol shooter and later on you'll get a shotgun that does yeah, moderate Resident damage. Evil. It's It's Resident Evil shit, right? I'm going to stop going in with the story so much. All that I can say is that... I was going to say, you already gave us what a was, good amount. Well, everything that I, sh- that I said was like the first 20 minutes. So like... It's the demo. If you jump into the game, yeah. it's just... yeah. It, it's not even like the demo. It's like the... It's like... It's a little bit more than a demo. But it's still like not enough for you to like say, Oh my God, why did you say something? It doesn't matter. Like me saying what I said about Resident Evil 7, the game gives you... Um, a story synopsis of Resident Evil 7 to begin with in case you hadn't played it because it is kind of required playing because there's elements from Resident Evil 7 that are essential to understanding the story of 8, which is fine. I think it's actually a good thing that they do that shit because I haven't completed Resident Evil 7. I, I, I read up on Resident Evil 7, but I never beat it. I don't know. Like, I've never seen everything in it. No, I didn't beat the VR. You should have. All I cared about was playing the boxing hillbilly. That's all I wanted to do. All right? He's the best part of the fucking game. But anyway, the game is almost like a... a, It's not almost like... It is a very updated version of Resident Evil 4. Let's just put it like that. Nice. (laughs) I like that game. So, the game is good. I've already seen just about the entire game played through. I've seen I've seen the very beginning up until you, like you start fighting Lady D, and then I've seen the tail end of everything that goes on all the way up to the epilogue. The game is fantastic. I uh, like the story is crazy good. They tie everything. All the major Resident Evils where like crazy shit has been going on is now tied to that game. I'm not going to explain why. But it ties to RE4, RE5, and RE1. Everything it's it's like they're adding a whole new layer, and they've set up for like the next level or next layer of Resident Evil games and stories to come on. Into that shit. The, the lore, <laughs> the lore has been very. Um, I don't know detail, but it's branched out really well, and it's connected. Yes. Uh, see, I've been yes. seeing people it's... on Twitter say I saw. Well, I saw Liam of formerly of Super Best Friends. He was like, "I hope they hire some better writers next time." Like the story was kind of like meh and all that other stuff. And I'm just like, I haven't heard. You're the only person I've heard that from. But I thought that was interesting. So it's a really good lore dump if you're into that type of shit. Uh, I, I like I like overarching lore and shit. I would say that the dialogue is one of the weakest parts of the game. And it's the dialogue from just about everybody. Ah. I think the the dialogue could have definitely gotten tweaked up. Ethan is fucking clueless. Yeah. He has no idea what's wasn't going on. Wasn't he in seven like that too? Yeah. Not as bad. Oh. It wasn't as bad. Ethan is absolutely fucking clueless. Uh, Chris Redfield is unga bunga. 
Yep. I wonder if they literally just made you Ethan so you can be like, you are basically what your character, like what you are in real life. You're like, what the fuck is going on? You're afraid of everything. Like that's they're trying to like project you onto Ethan. Like this is you, so that we can use all the other major Resident Evil characters. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. But even even then, like I would be ruining certain parts of the story ah, okay. by countering that shit. Yeah, so I'm gotcha. not I'm not really going to get involved. All I'm going to say is play the game because it's very, very good. Now, like if you, if you're talking about short. it is short. It's only about eight hours for for a Resident Evil game. You could beat the game in three. Yeah. Wow. If you if you do very, very well. But in that same breath, you are always able to beat the game in three hours, no matter what the Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2 Remake, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 4, you could beat in four hours. Well, the reason I bring uh, it I, up is that was one of the big things about the RE3 remake. Was it like, oh, it's not, a, it's a much shorter game, and that was one of the things that pe- were turning people off from it? I mean, so hearing that it's a much shorter game, that is not one of the arguments I've heard against RE3 Remake. I, I you do hear that it is rushed. You do hear that there are certain elements where they have the conflict between uh, Jill and Nemesis, right. where it was just like this doesn't make sense. But for me, who has never played the original RE3, I'm like this is fucking bonkers, and I really like it, so I'm not complaining. Like I, I love Jill. I mean, I love Jill and I love Nemesis in that game. That that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it goes back to the whole thing. It's just the what do they call it? Like nostalgia. Um... Not a dilemma, but it's just... Nostalgia goggles? What is it? It's like rose-tinted glasses. Right. So it's basically that. It's just kind of like what ends up one of those things. It's like because people hold it up to such a caliber that when they see something new, to someone who hasn't played it like Chris, it makes sense. And you're like, hell yeah. But to other people, it's hard for them to accept. I'm always... I always mm-hmm. feel like... Same I'm, with Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. I always feel like I'm always the, like in between where I'm like, I respect the original and I respect the new one because I thought RE3 was great. I and like there was people like, well, I didn't like this part. Like, why does Nemesis have to do that? Why does he? Why does Nemesis look like that? And I'm just like, what the fuck does it matter? Like, it, he looks fucking those, those badass. Are, it's fucking fans, cool. Man. Yeah, you know. And so, I I don't know, man. Like, without it, it's them, just, no remake would even happen. Yeah, it's true. But um, I I'm 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 with Chris on this one. Like I said, as somebody who's seen most of the gameplay on this, and I was one that I was just like. I don't care about Resident Evil 8. Like, I've lost interest in that, like, series. Like, blah, 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 blah. Watching these people... There's points in this game that I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? Resident Evil 4 did it. Resident Evil 4 did it. We're introduced, like, these characters and these monsters and, like, these over-the-top shit where you're just like, what the fuck? And RE8, there's parts that it doesn't even feel like a Resident Evil game because I'm just like, no, what the fuck? fuck is going on here what no, what am i that, going up again and you're like and and i'm t- are you talking about the last segment I'm, are you talking about the last that, segment? no not only that but uh going okay. going back to uh i don't want to say much but i don't know how far mm-hmm. you've gotten with lady d yeah mm-hmm. all right everybody shut the fuck up right now yeah so <laughs> but it, it's it's just one of those things man where i'm just like it's it's incredible it's it's actually got me more interested in it and after seeing how the story plays out, I'm like, I, I was actually going to send you guys a message because like now I'm looking for like all these Resident Evil games. And I'm like, like, I want to go back into the series and like start playing them all, like maybe off stream or whatever, just kind of like get engaged in it. I want to go back to seven to understand a few things now and be like, oh, play shit. every campaign of six. <laughs> yeah. And play every campaign of six. Absolutely. 
But no, I, I, I think I think the only thing I've seen people complain about, honestly, is just uh one of the, I think it's the dumbfounded no, it's not that word. It's just how I guess how dumb Ethan is portrayed in this. Like how he's just like He's fucking yeah, clueless. Like he's oh just my all god. The time it's just like they're like, man, if you put in Chris in here or if you put in Leon in here, like it'd be all they just be like, no questions, blah, blah, blah. Ethan's like Oh my God! What is this? What is happening? But, but the thing Mia! is, the thing is, so they're trying. They're trying to capture a little bit of like the the firsthand experience that, or I shouldn't say firsthand, but the first time experience that Chris, that Leon had in Resident Evil's one and two. Because I'm like, you throw Chris in there now, and you'll get exactly what yep. you got at the ending segment of of Resident Evil Eight. Like that's that's immediately what you're gonna mm-hmm. fucking get. You throw Leon in there, and Leon is just like, oh, I've done this before. I'm in and I'm out. That's that's yep. the end of the game. So that's why you needed to have Ethan in there. I just wish that Ethan had a little bit more common sense. But Ethan does redeem himself at the end of the game. So it's all it's all like shut it's up. It's a good thing. It's a, <laughs> it's a good thing. That's all I'm gonna say. I will it's say a good thing. The, the, when we going back to the, the you said the boss designs and stuff, I've been seeing like levels of like the thing level of monsters yes yes okay i guess i can fucks with that so yeah it's and also with with certain enemies there are environmental aspects in trying to kill them that i really really like okay i i really like the 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 amount of detail and depth that they put into some of the uh the enemy encounters Mm -hmm. It just sucks because the only so far the only good dialogue that I've seen has come from the daughters from Lady D's daughters. Uh, like their voice acting work is very well done. Everybody else is like shot, and also like the main antagonist, which is surprisingly not Lady D. Which I'm kind of annoyed about the the marketing because they made it seem like Lady D was the focal point of what the entire story was about, yeah. and she's just your first stepping stone, like. The last guy, I'm trying to remember what his name is. It's not Harbinger. Heisenberg. Uh, stop talking I, about Heisenberg. Stop talking about characters and shit. You're doing spoilers. I mean, no, no, no. It's not spoilers because well, you're going to see them well, in the first 20 minutes. It's, I, I, get oh, where, okay. I get where Corey's coming from, though, because like he wants to mm-hmm. like find out what these people are. It's just like the more we the more we want to talk about it the more likely we're going to say something that we're going to regret. <laughs> even yeah. even, well, even like, in his I, characters' I, names. I'm just trying to stay like anything that's important within the first 20 minutes of the game. And other characters have more of a prominent and important aspect to the core of the story than Lady D. Lady D, that was all, you know, Capcom's trying to get the horny boys signed on and shit like that. Some people are not happy with. I can imagine. I don't blame Capcom completely on that. I feel like there was one of those things. I don't know if we had this conversation earlier when we uh, met up, but I know that people were talking about it's just like they introduced this trailer and you see her and people were just like, oh my God. And then Capcom said, fuck it. We're going to run with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's called good marketing. Yeah, it's good. And then you're just like, what? Yeah, so it's just it is what it is. Like I said, it's I, like I, oh, fat people like Cheetos. Are we gonna try and market <laughs> Cheetos to them? Yeah, yeah of course. And then <laughs> and, and then going back to the going back to the the daughters. Um, I think it's interesting that uh, like uh, that you mentioned that she's the one that uh, they're the ones that have the best dialogue because I think their voice actor was done by the same person and she passed away recently. I think. 
Yes. Yeah, she passed yes, away shit. recently. Yeah. So one of the daughters had passed mm-hmm. away. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm wondering too when we're talking about the voice acting. I'm wondering when the voice acting was done because maybe they did it over COVID time, and that's maybe why they weren't in like the same room doing the dialogue. So that's why it might sound weird or something like that. I don't know. It, you so you could be right. You know, you could be right, but it's a better be the mix. The the mixing isn't what's pro- what the problem is. Like, I don't feel like the mixing was bad. Just I just wrote, feel like it's just wrote poorly. It's yeah, it's it's not it's not great. It's like, like, hello, Chris, D's, what are you doing here? Like almost it's almost like that. There, it's, Sometimes it feels like there either wasn't enough emotion behind some of the lines or it was like you're being overly dramatic. So- People you know just I mean? weren't acting well, is what they were. Weren't I mean, yeah, I, don't, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't know. That's I just, what it is. I I came from seeing Doctor O play Michigan uh, Report from Hell. If you what? guys ever ever heard of that game, it's like one of the. Sh- is that the Wii game? It's a, no, it's a PlayStation Two game, and it's a very very okay. super cheesy like eighties like it's Dead Rising before Dead Rising, but the voice acting in that is like there's a part where. This girl is being eaten by what I can only describe as one of the monsters from the movie Tremor. Okay. Graboid. A graboid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, don't worry. I have a gun. Just run. It's okay. I'll be fine. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? So, you were see- watching Garbage Day. <laughs> yeah, is what yeah you it was watching. Garbage Day. So so seeing that and then like watching Resident Evil Village, I'm like, ah, it's all right. It's not, like, it's not that bad compared <laughs> to that. That's because your bar was set so low <laughs> yeah. recently. I was like, yeah, you know, it's just all right. I get it. Like, it's hey, cool. have you seen this game? <laughs> yeah. This I mean, shit, okay, so. Oscar worthy compared to that. <laughs> I mean, I came in from playing fucking Returnal to to this, and I'm just like, this doesn't feel right. This does not feel right. But it plays great, and that's what's most important to me. They still got puzzles in there. I'm tired of you guys uh, on your PS5s in front of me. It makes me feel a little inferior. Bro, so. <laughs> dude, and, and I, I... It's on PC, what? baby! And yeah, I'm at that's that true, point. I'm at that point now, man, where I'm starting to feel bad. Um, and I shared an article right before we started about how, like, the PlayStation 5s... Uh, shortage is probably going to continue on to like 2022. And like I was talking uh-huh, to my yeah. buddy and he's just like, well, he's like, I guess I shouldn't like uh, put my hopes up that I'm going to get one this year. And I'm over here like looking at mine like, man, it's collecting dust. I'm not doing anything with it. And then you got games like RE Village coming out and Returnal and all this shit. And I'm just like, yeah. Eddie, as someone who doesn't have one, you should say fuck you to all those people because you're like, <laughs> I have it. Because that's what I would do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It holds my yes. door up really well. That's what it does. <laughs> yeah. Just wa- I would walk around with it in front of my crotch, just like in public, being like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah. They're like, it's like that episode of fucking. <laughs> it's like that episode from South Park where everyone's got their balls in the fucking wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I might. I say I might pick it up. I'll wait. I mean, I'll wait you for this game. Should. This, I'll, I'll probably wait for this game to go on sale, and then I'll pick it up like forty uh, bucks or forty-five he, he, bucks. Here's here's the thing. It's only fifty. Yeah. It's only fifty. Yeah. It's not a sixty-dollar game. Sixty. Well, oh, okay. Well, then. Yeah, and the it's, and the other it. thing, the other thing, Corey, too, is just like coming from me. Like I said, I was one of the ones that I was like, I'll play this game when it's free. And and well, and my buddy got some weird. Yeah, my buddy who Hate I went to go, who because I had to run some errands this morning, so I had a buddy like drive me around town and whatnot. He's he's my he's the homie hookup at GameStop, and he's just like, 
Are you sure you don't want me to bring you a copy? He's like, like we can, we can settle afterwards. Don't worry about it. Like, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you should get it. You were you should you said you weren't gonna pay any money for it. You went back on your word. Yeah, and, but now I'm like, I want to play it. Like, I want to fuck. Oh, like, no, fuck that. Now fuck that. Backtrack. Backtrack hard. Backtrack hard. It's a great fucking game. Backtrack hard. Dude, it's 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 don't caught be my ashamed, interest. Yeah, it's definitely caught my interest, and I'm just like, yeah. He's, he told me, my buddy's like, yeah, you want Returnal or you want Resident Evil? You let me know. So I'll let you know on Wednesday Ooh, which one I get. I would get Returnal. Between those two, I would get Returnal. <laughs> let, yes. I, I need to ask you all this, but I don't want you, again, don't go into spoilers and stuff, but are the bosses in this game better or worse than the bosses that were in 7? They're about the same. Okay. I would so say it's hillbilly, hillbilly Louisiana and then the other one's crazy French vampire ladies. I would say better, you know what? in my opinion. Better? Are we saying design-wise or or gameplay-wise? Because I feel and, like, like battle-wise, like what you have to okay. do. Okay, can't get into detail. <laughs> yes, design-wise, design-wise, and I would say like gimmicks on how to beat them. It village is better. Village is better. Um, however, I do think that seven is more challenging. It is. Okay. This I I do feel like village is a little bit easy. Maybe they Even were just watching some people in there for the story, which I'm fine with. I think that the story so far, like the overarching story, the stuff that's going on, the motivations of the characters. Yes, I just think that the dialogue is shit. Gotcha. I mean, I I'll take a good game if the dialogue's shit. Like as mm-hmm. long as the story itself and the gameplay is fun, then. I can handle some shit. I mean, I play Mega Man X4, so like, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I'm fine with it. No, cool. I think I think but no. The uh, reason the reason we were showing this tweet is because I don't know they they had created an an action figure of Lady D, and it's just like the old old school like cartoons where it's like, oh man, toxic maggot vile, yeah, like <laughs> it was so goofy. It's like the old ones, like GI Joe, Kung Fu Grip action now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like at the end. We can't play the audio, but at the end, he's like, "Let go of my wife!" <laughs> he, like, punches the other guy. <laughs> it's pretty good. But no, uh, if you want to check it out, you can go to a Twitter account, KevCap23, and it's probably on there. So. I think. I think I also got to say that I think this is the most time. Like we've seen it. Like what was it? The week before, or like two weeks? We got new Pokemon Snap. And it was one of those uh, things where I saw a couple of the people that I follow on the list of streamers that they were like, oh, like, you know, retro, retro, new Pokemon Snap, yeah. new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> this one was the one where it was All like, village, 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 village. <laughs> and I was yep. just like, mm-hmm. every, even people that I wasn't expecting to play village, people that have never played a Resident Evil in their life were like, we're chatting for an hour and then we're playing village. We got a code and I'm just like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, like what? Like I'm like, oh, okay, cool, but no, dude, it it, it was. I think it's it was one called of those... the bandwagon, Eddie. I know it's the bandwagon, man, but it's just jump one of those on it. I said he was. He... I don't remember when's the last time a game like this was. I was just like Cyberpunk would be, I guess, a perfect example where people were hyping yeah. it up. Well, it was vroom, and, and, yeah. boom, and then this one was like the same build up, and I was just like, I don't know, guys. And then I saw it, and I'm just like. I wish I had a copy. I mean, after that success of Seven, how Seven basically relaunched the franchise. Yeah, I, I wasn't thinking they were gonna fuck this up, but it is Capcom. 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's possible. But yeah, so there's your review from uh two out of three of us. You should play it. <laughs> really one out of three because yeah. fucking Eddie had to play it. Play it, play it, play it, play it. I'm telling you, dude, it was so funny because it's like it, it got to a point, it got to a point where like I started the day it came out, the day it came out, I saw I saw someone start it and they got like, you know, maybe three or four hours into it. And then I went into another stream and they were like halfway through it. And then like when they were like done with their stream, I want to go find my buddy Nico Hart, who fucking uh-huh. is 12 hours into the game on <laughs> the hardest difficulty available with a steering wheel. And I'm like, yeah, this it's oh, I saw like the second day, at, like the day after it came out, Max was like, all right, finishing up REA on stream. And I was like, what? How long did he stream last night? Dude, people were, yeah, people were on that for hours, man. Like, I think the people that did, like, about three or four hour streams probably beat it in about three to four sessions. But the people that dedicated the time and put in about, like, a good six to eight hours did it, if not in that in that sitting, on the next day for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least the game has mercenaries mode in it. And you can only hope that uh, the game has a lot of cool shit for uh, for DLC coming in the future. What did, didn't we see something recently, like something hinting at Hunk or something like that for... I don't know if it was for I didn't, this game. That or, does sound familiar. I didn't hear anything about Hunk, but doesn't Hunk show like doesn't Hunk show up in every single one of the Resident Evil? I think I think what you're talking about, Corey, is when because it's 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 not just mercenaries that they have in there. They have that RE verse or whatever that universe where you get mm-hmm. to play like as Jill, Claire, Leon, Chris, oh, and all that yeah. shit. And I think they added Hunk as a playable character. That, yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Because you learn the story of Hunk, and I'm just like, all right. <laughs> I want more tofu. That's what I want. <laughs> tofu. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it, it definitely, it definitely sparked up. Yeah, dude. Sorry. It, 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 it definitely sparked up a lot more interest in Resident Evil for me. There's a bunch of games that I missed out on, including the Revelation series and the. You mean Cron- the Revelatons? <laughs> series. Yeah, Revelatons. Yeah, on the DS. No, yeah, the, yeah. the the Revelation ones and then the Chronicle ones. And I'm so upset because apparently the Chronicle series was available as a PS Plus game way long time ago. And I'm pretty sure at one point I either switched my account on my PS3, which is what I use now, and I've lost access to a lot of that shit. Ooh. So I'm like, either I have to buy it now or... Well, I would say like, because... I mean, if you want to be a real fan, you go and play that. What is it? Resident Evil Outbreak, the online multiplayer. Which is uh, yeah, which on is PS2. Yeah, which is weird because like I, I do see a lot of people that play it, especially on PC, and it's seeing some kind of like resurgence. If anything, when it first came out, people hated it, and now people yeah. seem to love it because there's been some like quality of life mod changes or some shit like that. I don't oh, know. Yeah, you can do that to an yeah. old game like that, and it could revive it. So, I, I mean, that that was that Titanfall Two was getting a resurgence there for mm-hmm. a little bit. Yep. Yeah, it was. So, but uh, that was a good icebreaker. So there's a, your spoiler-free fucking review of RE8. Simone Holmes promise it's spoiler-free. What'd you say? What Simone Holmes? No, not you. What did oh. Chris say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Eddie, where were you up to this week? What was I up to? Not a damn thing is what I was up to this week. <laughs> damn, Man's that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag Coxblock for life. Eddie needs new internet. Eddie needs, Eddie needs a whole new something. 
<laughs> but no, I wasn't up to anything, man. Honestly, like it was just one of those things where like a lot of the time I've been spending on right now because my internet has been so shoddy that I've been just writing down a lot of ideas of this is what I'm going to do once I have the opportunity to fucking go back on stream and like blah, 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 blah. And like, oh, I should add this to before the, the dark times. This is what we would. Do. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just so it's like it's just so dumb, man. But like other, I, I haven't really been doing much. Like I said, I just been kind of like lounging around and um, I've been trying to eat better and healthier. And like I'm doing my shakes in the morning now and I'm doing my 30 minute I workout tried your shake recipe. It wasn't bad. Yeah, so my 30-minute... Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, 30-minute workouts and stuff like that. Hanging outside and catching some fresh air, reading some books and stuff like that. You're meditating. Meditating. All of that shit, dude. It's just... But other than that, as far as, like, gaming, I haven't done anything. I've been watching a lot of... I've been watching so... I, I always hate... I end up going down these stupid rabbit holes of the Fandango movie Welcome clips. Welcome to the party. <laughs> oh, like the Fandango movie clips. And like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll do that too, dude. And and like this time, it's just like it started you can off. Just watch the movie. Yeah, it's like just watch <laughs> the damn movie. But I started like it started off with it, it's a stupid trend that I end up getting. It's like it started off with scary movie. Yeah. So I watched. Okay. Yeah, like it started off with like all the clips from scary movie, and then it moved on to like scream, and then to I know what okay. you did last summer. Oh god. And then and then somewhere along the way, it leads me to the the ew. The everything wrong with channels, like you know the 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 cinema sins. So no, I don't know. Oh my god! If you don't know what cinema sins, Chris, uh, Chris, do you know what cinema sins are? Fuck no! What? Get closer to your (laughs) mic. Recording. Yeah, people want to see your snazzy shirt. Fuck no! Cinema sins. So basically, it's this guy who breaks down the movies and why they're terrible. Like and that's all he okay. does. It's just like he reviews. That's the- YouTube comments. So, like- <laughs> so that's just red letter media. No, but it's it's you got to watch it. I'll send you guys one, and you guys gonna see what's up. So yeah, okay. I started. You wouldn't I- understand. <laughs> I like fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, no, I'll like, end up watching Cinema I'll Sins. I'll end up watching Cinema Sins, and then I just get stuck on that. And so, but yeah, um, my my week was very boring per usual because there's nothing going on. I did have some pickups uh, that I'm gonna go ahead and show. Uh, people on chat. Have you right tried now. playing video games? Have I what? You have, have you such tried a playing video games? Of fucking video games that you could play right now. And I and I haven't and, start... and I haven't done a damn thing. You fucking fake gamer yeah, boy. I haven't done a <laughs> damn thing, dude. It's just like I had even told myself I was like, I guess I'll put on Hades now. And then I was like, Nope. I I got fucking which copy? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if I showed this here last time. Did I show Skyrim? Did I pick up Skyrim? No. Yeah. No, but okay. Yeah, it's on gotta, everything. <laughs> oh, d- dude, you got a ten-year-old game. I have no intention of playing this damn game. No. Why did you fucking buy it? Because it was fucking ten dollars at fucking Best Buy, and it was a special edition wait, with wait, all wait, the wait. DLC. Chris, no, 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 Chris, you can't do that to him because he's chasing the deal, and that's what we do. I chased a deal on fucking old ass, like hard to find games. He picked up a rock. You chased a deal on Cubivore, sir. You Cubivore. don't get okay. to say shit. No, no, it's completely different. It is one hundred percent different. A turn of a game. Yeah, dude. No, it, 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 it is the rarest game on the GameCube. He picked up a literal rock. But he still it's on chased, everything. He chased the deal. That's what he wants. He's never gonna play the game. He's like, this is like, a, I don't know how much Skyrim is, but you got some kind of deal on it. That's why you were doing it. Yeah, you did buy a garbage game, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I hold on, Skyrim is not really chasing. a bad game. Though. It's so it's so it's so funny because it became such I like Oblivion more. It became such a hot topic. Uh, amongst like some of the streamers that I was like hanging out because like <laughs> they brought it up to conversation and here's here's my experience with this whole thing the only reason why I never played Skyrim was because I played Oblivion and I didn't like it however uh, okay. the reason why I think I didn't like it is because I started playing Oblivion immediately after playing Fallout 3 and I really enjoyed Fallout 3 and it felt like it could okay. be the same game but but it was But it wasn't. One has guns, the other one has swords and dragons and all that shit or whatever. So, 10 bucks. I picked that up. I picked that up. I also picked up a... Nice, nice door stopper. Yeah. There you go. That's a, it's, Put it on top of my PlayStation 5. That's what asshole. I'm going to do. <laughs> Why are you saying I'm the asshole? He's got to have the last word. He's like, fuck that game. All right, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, fuck that game. Let's go. Um, I picked up a can of Spam, a Funko Pop. For the guy, oh, I was like, he already showed us this, and he technically did already show us this. Yeah. <laughs> so for the viewers and for the listeners, I should say it's a Funko Pop of the can of spam. They gave him like, a little it. legs and shoes and arms and those yeah beady eyes. That's the problem. I like it. Yeah. That's the problem. Is it should have just literally been a can of spam? Is what it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got, you could have just bu- paid the two dollars to go to your supermarket and get a can of spam. Well, no, I got no, him. That's not what I meant. Like, not an actual can, but it shouldn't have had the legs and shit. But yours is funnier. I think that's funnier. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then I got uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, one of those like uh, showdown in history things that they had. It's a Funko Pop, complete with a little ring and everything. It has Hollywood I like Rock the ring and, the most out of it. Yeah, Hollywood Rock and Stone Cold on there. I thought that was pretty neat. So there yeah, and th- that's it. That's 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 my week, guys. I hung around with my cat. It's fucking hot. I had a couple of beers. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, what about you? I've quick I've tell been us. A lot of, <laughs> no. I've been playing a lot of Returnal. Okay. Uh, Returnal is still good. That game is hard as balls. But uh, what's cool is that I feel like I would like. I was really stuck a lot. I was stuck on the. Third, I hate you, Eddie. I was stuck on the second world for quite a bit because so the way that everything goes, obviously everything is randomized and trying to find the gate to get to where you need to go. However, at the very beginning of the second world, it's just giant wasteland and you need to go up this fucking mountain to reach where the the fucking Eldritch Horror that you have to fight okay. is Again, located. Make sure you don't do spoilers for this game either. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, it, like, from the distance between where you start off to the base of the mountain can be very arduous. There are some enemies that are pushovers that are really easy to kill. And then there are some enemies that are just like, oh, you exist in this sector of, like, a quarter mile. Here's all my bullets. Dodge. <laughs> And you're just like, oh, so, no. So will you, oh, no. So As it's coming say, down on you. Do you say it uh, It kind of lulls you to like, oh, this is going to be easy. And then it's just like, hey, motherfucker, remember that the game's hard. No, it's a coin toss. Oh, okay. It's a coin toss <laughs> or whatever you possibly can get. Yeah. Okay. It's, I uh, thought the game was trying to do some smart thing or something like that. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's literally like, I hope I have an easy seed this time. Because <laughs> even... <laughs> Bro, the you stupidest start with a shitty gun, couldn't you? I mean, you always start with a shitty gun, but what sucks is getting a shitty gun after your base gun where you sit there and go like, "No, I'll take my pistol." 
That happens in Gungeon sometimes, <laughs> where you're just like, fucking, really? All right, I guess I'm just going to have the base fucking pistol. Like, I, so for example, I don't like the shotgun all that much because the shotgun has a really wide, like, right. uh, like spread. And when you're out in the the openness, when you're trying nothing. to get to the the fucking um, the mountain, like there's nothing but air, right? Just like just like in real life, there's just nothing but air yeah. out there. But you have these flying enemies that's just like wall of bullets, whoosh, and you're just like, oh, I hope I shoot you. I hope I hit you. <laughs> Meanwhile, like my entire reticle is covering the enemy. But I only fire 10 rounds, and they go in random spots. So uh, if I find okay. the spit maw, which is the shotgun, I need to make sure that it has a narrow muzzle. I believe it's narrow muzzle or narrow spread. So that the – it's still a relatively large reticle compared to the other weapons, but at least it could be like, okay, all my bullets are going on to this dude's face. You uh, know what you're explaining, Chris, is this is the 3D third-person shooter – of Hades, Gungeon, Rogue's Legacy, all that. You Yeah, but the only reason why I don't like those games is because some of the games that you just mentioned are twin stick shooters, and I do not like twin stick shooters. Well, no, that's, that's the what I'm saying. Why... You, got, you got your version of those games in the genre yes. of what you wanted, which yes. I think is pretty cool. I didn't know that's what yes. – we did not know that that was what Returnal was going to be. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 because yeah. when when the trailers came out, I'm like, this is dumb. We said it, yeah, we said it last week. We were just like, we were like, Returnal. That sounded like a good name, and then we went on to the next thing. <laughs> no, the game is absolutely phenomenal. I'm finally in the third location. So going back to what I was saying, what's cool is that once you reach where the boss is located on the second area, there is a portal at the base of the mountain that you can just immediately skip over. To where the boss is because inside the mountain is a hellscape it's it sucks it'll like it was so annoying because like i had finally gotten i had gotten a really bad seed when i was in the forest but i had a decent seed when i was in the desert area i had the easier of the the apex predators that were in the the outside region and i had gone through fucking higher level boss enemy no item drops with a lot of enemies, fucking giant fucking gorilla dude in the forest, and then finally get to the portal to get to where I need to go. So I was already at like a quarter health. And I'm just like, I just need to to speed through because the last three or four times when I was in the mountain, I was just like, I mapped out what the first two rooms are supposed to look like because I had always gotten the same ones. I'm just like, okay, this is just a hub area for the base of the mountain. This will be fine. I walk in, lava pits and fucking shooting, shooting guys yeah, just you can't fucking think everywhere. Like you're gonna and I'm just like, a fucking fuck! Yeah. <laughs> you can't think you're going to remember how it's going to happen in a randomly generated game like that. You got play, you it played was... yourself, son. <laughs> It was, it was terrible. It makes me very happy because I I, it, I get this. I'm like, God damn it, I got a bad synergy, and now like I'm fucked mm -hmm. for this whole level. Exactly, exactly. So the third area is really cool. It's like all autonomous robots and shit like that. It's not too hard. It's more of the traps that are annoying. You finally get the hook shot, so I can now swing from one place to a fucking That's another. Not what it's it's, it's in great. That game. <laughs> nope, not what it's called. But I call it the hook shot regardless. Um, Everything's so a journal. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Whatever it's called in Monster in Monster Monster Hunter Monster, Rise Monster, Monster Cheese Hunter. Yeah, Monster <laughs> Cheese Hunter. Yeah, it's the same. It's a hook shot. 
Nah, mm-hmm. That's a silk book. Exactly. No, it's Hookshot. In World, it was a clutch call. I don't give a fuck. You guys are basic Terrible. video game bitches. No. Terrible. <laughs> Do they have a Hookshot in Skyrim? Ocarina of Time. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no, they don't. They should. Yeah, they should. So. Yeah. Again, anyway, so, okay, so another game I can't play. Well, I can play it on PC or the PS4, I guess. But What? Returnal. Or is that Returnal only? Is... Oh, that's right. It's that's only, only PS... PS5. Yeah, so yeah, another fucking game I can't play. <laughs> I mean, you, you can play Resident Evil 4, uh, Resident Evil Village. It's no, on I was PS4, talking about Spider-Man. PC. I can't play like oh, Spider-Man. Oh, well, okay, fine. Fuck you. And Demon, <laughs> Demon Souls. I'm sorry. <laughs> that game is great. Yeah, I see uh, your I see your PS4s poking out of your pants. All right. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, this was also week three for our Killer Instinct League. Killer Instinct. Uh, it went okay. Like towards the end of the night, as usual, it went fine. But there was a few technical challenges that we had, mostly with the other players at the first couple of rounds. I had this one dude in our fucking. Uh, in our bracket was just like, this is the first time I've ever done a, a round robin or a Swiss. And it's very hectic. And I'm just like, I have fucking four, like four groups of people fighting right now. I need you to what? shut the fuck up. No, he was just annoying. <laughs> See, fun revenge of the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, this seems very hectic. I'm just like, I've got four, like four groups of people fighting right now. I need you to like stand the fuck by. Okay. Just, just don't. Oh, he don't was trying to strike anything. up a conversation with you. It was either that or he was talking shit and I was having none of it. Oh, okay. Like, I, I already have, like, a... Um, temper? What's uh, <laughs> not, not not just a temper, but, like, the, the guys talk shit where it's just, like, Chris is just angry all the time. Hey, God, where do I go, Chris? Go fucking oh, link up with that motherfucker. Because you know everything is, but you're just like, why does this person not fucking know this? I know this. Like... And meanwhile, meanwhile, the guy that's like saying, I was like, this is very hectic. It was just like, you've been playing Killer Instinct since the game came out. I got into this game last week. Just just shut the fuck up and do what it is that I'm asking you to fucking do so we can run this shit smoothly. All right? That's all it is. I'm not T.O. Uh, this, fucking- this shit reminds me. <laughs> no, no, I, I got this. this shit, I got this. This shit reminds me of, uh, have you seen that YouTube video? I think it's a, a dorkly video where, like, Ryu's trying to set up the Street Fighter tournament. And he's like, yes! He's like, you yes! guys all got your packet, right? Yes! And they're like, uh, what packet? <laughs> what packet? <laughs> I fucking love that fucking video. It's oh, great. Oh, my God. But, anyway. I miss organizing so real like, life tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss that. Uh, anyway, so about halfway through the tournament, our bracket application manager, Chalonge, went offline. Chalonge. <laughs> <laughs> it's round four. I've got, it's, it's the end of round four. I've got three more rounds to go through, and I'm just like, where's Chalonge? Where's the bracket? And everyone is just like, oh, it's just. Four air. They, Bro, bro, nobody could update their fucking scores. It was insane. It was absolutely fucking insane. So, in between rounds, it luckily this happened at the tail end of the first round, like round four's first match. Because for every single round that we do, we have one match. We have two matches on stream for that round, and then we move on to the next one. And everyone else plays in the background. Luckily, we found that the challenge died. At the tail end of the first match. So I spent the next 5-10 minutes writing up a bracket. 
trying to figure out Fucking who had played each shit. other. <laughs> yeah, I was on an Excel spreadsheet going Which like, like there is. Meanwhile, I've got this fucking idiot in my ears like, who am I playing against? I just, You've already played for round four. Stop. <laughs> Stand the fuck by. That's all I want you to do. To the point where everyone is just like, yo, just shut the fuck up. Just shut, shut up. up. Let him do his job. Just shut the fuck up. Sit down. Shut up. Then, like, when I when I, I throw that. the first bracket up, when I throw the first bracket up, one of my regulars goes, Coho, is just like, so I'm fighting zoning twice? And I'm like, shit! <laughs> 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 no, the fuck you're not. Look, play round five, I'll fix this again. And I'm just like, it's like, I'm going mad. I'm going mad the entire fucking time. By the time I get to round six, I I have two of my players... One guy named Brick and the other guy who's been the guy that's been annoying me the entire time. And he's playing on stream. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. They got it. Don't get me wrong. The kid that's been annoying me is is a decent player. So we had been playing three out of five the last four weeks. Uh-oh. He wins, like, someone wins twice. And he's just like, okay, good games. And then he, I guess he just walks the fuck away. And then in Killer Instinct, you have a five-second window to make any changes that you need to do, whether you need to, like, drop out of the lobby or you need to set yourself to spectator mode. Nah. So I've got two players just standing there, and Brick's like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm like, what the fuck happened? And he's just like, no, it's two out of three. (laughs) It's two out of three, right? I'm just like, no, it's three out of five. I was like, we've been playing two out of three the entire time. And collectively, the entire group was like, no, we've been playing three out of five. And I'm just like, so it was only one idiot then. (laughs) Yes, there is. There is only one idiot. And so what the two of them tried doing was just like, one of them was just like, here, I'll take out your life bar. And he's just like, no, let me let me catch up with you. And then they tried running the like round three normal. And I'm like, fuck you. Do it again. <laughs> I, well, I was just like the guy that stayed there. I'm like, well, beat his ass. He walked away. Yeah. He's dumb. You know, if it was one of those situations where it was in person, then oh, yes, yeah, that would yeah. make sense. But since we're playing remotely and since there has been talks about like some connection issues, we were all worried that something was like legitimately going wrong. So I'm just like, no, fuck you. Play it again. <laughs> Just all over again. There you go. Just, just that whole set. Fuck it. Do it again. That was practice. <laughs> Meanwhile, I, bro, bro, I make so, the rules like, so I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was playing in the bracket because you know I gotta I gotta show up for my O and two. This is a guilty year, so you can. <laughs> it's not guilty year, so I I can lose. So I I come in. I play uh, Kilgore. Right. Okay. I think, I think his name is Kilgore. So he's like the, the main antagonist. Fulgore. Yeah. Thank you. Kilgore is another character. So I'm playing Fulgore. Fulgore in Killer Instinct 2019 or 2013, whatever, whenever the game came out, the new one. So he doesn't build up meter like all the other characters do. He builds up meter depending on what specials that you keep on using. So if you're using his quarter circle forward kick, the one that he's got the lunging attack, then it uh-huh. speeds up his fucking shit. You're like playing Max's you... favorite character. <clears throat> I mean, he's essentially Ryu and Ken. That's that. That's what I'm playing. And when I play Killer Instinct, I play it like I'm playing Street Fighter, which is great for me because I can shimmy, I can do the throws, Pumps. I can do 
the pokes and shit like that. And everyone is just like, you're playing Street Fighter when you should be playing Killer Instinct. I'm like, fuck you. I've been playing this game for two days. <laughs> I'm doing well. So- <laughs> I, am, I am doing A-OK. All right. So, but, so Kilgore has this thing where if you max out his uh, meter, his full meter, his yeah. fucking super yeah, is like the special deep beam cannon of death, but nobody fucking plays it. I pop that bitch off four times. And everyone is just like, he fucking did it? He fucking does it? <laughs> like, the entire chat was just like, oh my god, that chest beam cannon, bro. The second time I go to pull it off, Boxer switches off the game and goes to promote his fucking SoundCloud that he did with somebody else. And we're all in the back like, what the fuck, dude? That's fucking great. It was great. It was fucking hilarious. I'm just like, I don't care. I did it, I did it three more fucking times. It was it was outstanding. Oh my god. I love it was it. just funny because he what he was doing, I I don't think that he was necessarily paying attention because he was promoting another streamer or another YouTuber who has, actually has like over a hundred thousand yeah, uh, subscribers like, get the on best, YouTube. Get fucking back here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, watch my special beam cannon, sir. Look how big. And my when beam he went is. back <laughs> and when he came back, he was just like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, then the three more or two my more. My bad. My bad. Oh my but, god. But no. Uh it's it's still a good time. We're probably not gonna do KI this weekend because the Strive beta open beta number two. Oh, is shit. this weekend? Everybody's so labbing. we're be playing that. Every it doesn't. There's no point in labbing for a beta. You know, you're just playing the it's game true. because you're just nothing. It you want to play it? Exactly. Yeah. Nothing is going to stay the same. Uh, none of the characters, unless you play Soul, because apparently Soul hasn't gotten changed since the first fucking beta. Because so perfect. Hey, Leo, <laughs> Leo lost a bunch of shit, and I'm just like, oh, rest in spaghetti. I don't know what to tell you. He already wasn't super great. Like Leo, Leo was good. So Leo had a disgusting fucking cross up where he he did like this this cross up where you go behind somebody and then he hit a button where like the star comes behind and you could convert that into super and you do like 50, 60 percent damage just for fucking I think they fixed that, didn't they? Well, yeah, they took that out and everyone started bitching. He's like, I'm not playing this game anymore. You took out. You killed Leo. This game is garbage. I'm just like, it wasn't in Exard. It wasn't in. He never did that. Like I was watching Giuna, who is a Leo expert. Like he's a he knows the character in and out, and he was just like, "Here's all the here's the other sixteen things that you can do off that cross up. You don't need that fucking starburst bullshit. Get the wow. fuck out of here. Fuck out of here." So, so yeah, he's from he's from New Jersey, so it sounds a little bit different from when I say it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but you still, to, you still made great. that distinction real quick. <laughs> That was the New Yorker and you coming out. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're all we all come from the Jersey's we're all just like the right. South for New York, right? Yes. Okay. Jersey. Yes. And Jersey is split up in two areas. So if you are in southern you got Jersey. Deep Jersey. <laughs> well well no, no no no. If you if you're southern Jersey, southern Jersey is a little bit more country. They're closer to like Pennsylvania and shit like that. So they sound like a normal Midwesterner. When you go into fucking northern jersey they're they're great value new yorker so that's where the dis- difference comes in with the accents and shit like that a great value new Yorker. anyway great value like new the great yorker. value brand from walmart that's a, exactly that's the podcast title the great value super ca- super beast cast or whatever it is it's fine it's fine it's, that's what we were it's okay ki was done returnal is done i've already talked about re8 
I bought Katana Zero for what PC. The fuck? How because... much shit did you do? This is crazy for you. Well, yeah, usually I just fixate on one different thing, but I've been so fucking busy this week. Like, this entire time, I had an audit at yeah. work. Because, like, I was just swamped at work, and I'm just like, I need a way to fucking decompress. Ah. And I just found shit to do, and this is what it is. You don't so, drink as much anymore, so you went to video games. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like a good father. Um, <laughs> Uh, I bought Katana Zero for PC because I'm in the middle of editing the Guilty Gear video because <sighs> of the audit. PC. Yeah, you. I need your footage. You need to fucking start recording that shit because that's the next project that we're working on. You gotta um, remind me on that shit. You need Katana I, Zero for I'm going to remind you to tomorrow. PC? What's that? It doesn't matter. It was, we just need something to have a fresh. And he's not doing shit. Let him do it. Yeah, I got Katana <laughs> Zero on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, record it. Okay. I but need you to record, record it. Make sure that it's not like your stream layout. It's just the recording. Right. 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 Yes. So, anyway, we're doing Katana Zero for PC <laughs> as the next video after this fucking Guilty I guess Gear Eddie bullshit gets credited now. So <laughs> Eddie gets credited. Eddie gets credited one way or another. So, just that's downrange. This week, I'm hoping to have Guilty Gear done. Guilty Gear Part 3 will be done before I go on vacation because when I go on vacation, I have to focus on Shin Megami Tensei 3 because I have a review copy of that coming in. Wait, when are you going for on vacation again? The 21st. Of this month? Yeah. Oh, so and then, I will. Then I go on vacation at the beginning of June. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I was so like, am gonna I gonna be... have a solo podcast? Uh, welcome, children. <laughs> we'll figure out the specific dates, uh, but I don't think we're gonna overlap, though. I don't go on vacation. No, until we the should. Ninth of June. So I leave on the twenty first, and I come back, I believe, on the twenty eighth, and then the 29th, I've got the Ki tournament. So I'm just gonna be like all yeah. sorts of fucking busy. Yeah, I'm not going but... on the ninth, and then I come back on like the. 18th or 21st or something like that. I can't remember which day. Right. So that entire time that I'm on vacation, not only do I have to worry about the fucking wedding and family shit, but I have to play Shin Megami Tensei 3 for Mega Visions because I have a review due out the day that it comes out. So there's all this that This is exactly nonsense. what you want, though. Like, you want to be doing shit nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. I am content. So it's not a... You're not complaining. You're just informing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't need cocaine. <laughs> wow. That's what um, on cocaine says. So. <laughs> I would say the last big thing that I did is I checked out the Yasuke anime. And I think I okay, missed this yeah. from last week because I wanted to talk about this. But I checked out Yasuke on Netflix. So for those who don't know, Yasuke, the Yasuke anime is loosely based off of the story of a black samurai from i want to say the 1500s i don't know the exact time frame but it was when nobunaka oda was on his rise to power and yasuke was apparently his retainer this is loosely based off of this uh, it's starring lakeith stanford who is from atlanta and knives out takahiro hiro who is from the ace attorney live action film and lost girls and love hotels and Mingna wen who was the voice actor for mulan and also plays as the assassin chick from the mandalorian um so oh, really they've, yeah, i know her. they've really? got they've if got you're a, not gonna say yeah. chun li from street fighter the movie i didn't know i didn't know that she played uh, <laughs> chun li that's it i'm out of here <laughs> this show start. Oh, bye eddie <laughs> We Bye, don't Eddie. recreationally watch bad movies. Like, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it, I can't. 
obviously go out there and watch it yourself. The the artwork is very well done. I thought it was going to be like a legit historical piece. Fuck no. They've got fucking kaiju and robots and, and like yeah. stuff going on in there. But it's it's fairly good. I would say that my only big issue with it is that, again, I am not a fan of the dialogue. I'm not a fan of a lot of the delivery on some of the lines. And also, I feel like the animation is a little stiff in Hayashi's certain areas. In this fucking anime. <laughs> but... But Yasuke does look good. The music in it is absolutely phenomenal. The music was was uh, composed by Flying Lotus. If you don't know who he is, he is a a funk experimental EDM artist that got his start on Adult Swim. His Send last album, yeah, yeah, I will. His last album came out in 2019. It's 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 very very good. So well, that Yasuke, your MF Doom guy that that got mm-hmm. promoted on Adult Swim, fucking LPs from Adult Swim. So yep. So yeah, fucking Yasuke's Yasuke's okay. I've been hearing I, good I would things. say my mother's basement said it was good, and Gaijin Goomba was saying it was good too. And I trust those guys when it comes to anime. I've I don't like those two, but I can tell you that it's worth the second episode. I just haven't gotten around to watching the second episode. I mean, yeah, th- but that's I heard about that show over the weekend, and um, people were comparing it to Afro Samurai. No, Afro Samurai is way better. Okay. 100% oh, really? better. Yeah, way better. Way, way better. Like, okay. that's and that's kind of like the shit that I was getting at. Like, it, Yasuke is fine. It's good. It's worth a watch. It's not Afro Samurai, <laughs> by any means. I've so. heard mixed reviews on Afro. I think it might have been the game, though, that people were like, that game sucks. No, the, the game is terrible. Yeah. But Afro Samurai is halfway decent. Especially if you're looking at, like, the choreography for the fights. Or the animation for the fights. I don't know if you should say call it choreography. Did some of the animators from Afro animated. Samurai work on Boondocks or vice versa? Something like from that. From what I understand, yes. And I think that um, they picked up some of those animators for Yasuke as well. Okay. Um, there, there's apparently like some overlap. I don't know how much, but apparently it exists. So yeah, that's, that's Yasuke. The last thing I did is that... I went fucking buck wild on Mother's Day. I bought my wife. I upgraded her fucking wedding ring, and I got her a $6,000 ring. Holy shit. It's a lot of diamonds. Holy shit. Holy shit. It's just six Gs. <laughs> That's about it. You know, fuck it. It's, no, no, I'm not saying it. It's just cock on the table again. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm saying. With an exact I you know what I picked up? You on, <laughs> I picked up Skyrim for 10 bucks. <laughs> He's going to run this joke into the fucking ground by Fuck the end yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be like, never show me another Skyrim box ever again. Uh, Skyrim well, streams only. Well, since you were talking, I'm going to segue off of your uh, Netflix because Yasuke is on Netflix. Uh, I also watched something on Netflix this week. And uh, it was a movie that I had saw a quick clip of. And I was just like, hey, let's watch this. It was The Mitchells versus The Machines. and uh, That's a good-ass movie. It's an and I mean for people that don't know, it's an animated movie like about a family. Like it's I'm not gonna go into spoilers and everything, but it's very like has that very like oh the daughter's going off to college, you know she's trying to get away from her family, her dad specifically, and all that stuff, and then they bond together after a while throughout the movie and all that. But I legitimately was laughing so fucking hard during this movie, like. People don't know the reason that I wanted to watch it was because the animators of Into the Spider Verse worked on this movie as well. 
and I was just like, oh, this looks really, really good. But the the not only is the animation good, but the fucking dialogue and the chemistry and the jokes are just dude, that fucking Monchi is the funniest fucking <laughs> dog i've ever that that dog was so fucking good in this movie like it was very very fucking good it has what and i noticed because i started counting in the movie and i'm just like oh this movie is t- filled with uh setups and payoffs like good ones mm-hmm. and i was just like oh because towards the end you're like oh shit that i forgot about that they explained that in the beginning of the movie and then like it I loved it. Like, it was very, very good. I thought it was a great movie. I've only seen, like, again, it's, like, the beginning and the end and what I saw of it. I'm just, like, I need to watch that entire thing. My son got to watch the, watch the fucking yeah. thing. I'm just, like. Eric Andre's in it. it. <laughs> he is? Yeah. Eric Andre is the, the head of the the, the Apple uh, company. I'm, like. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, like, looking at the cast, and it's just, like, some I don't recognize, some I do recognize. But, yeah, Eric Andre. John Legend. <laughs> Danny McBride. But the one that stood out to me, uh, Maya Rudolph is in there as well. But the one that is like, what? Blake Griffin is in there? Yeah, he's one of the robots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I looked up the IMDb when I was watching this. I was like, Blake Griffin? Isn't he a basketball player? Yeah. Blake Griffin and, and Conan like, O'Brien, apparently. That's great. That makes sense. Yeah. Danny McBride, like, I didn't expect him to be in a movie like this uh, family friendly, if that makes sense. Since uh, you look at a lot of Danny McBride's track record, I get that in a lot of family I get friendly that, movies. Yeah, yeah. I want to I know mean, how but... much they paid to get the rights to the Furbies. That's what I wanted to, to the name of the Furbies. <laughs> that part was good. It was so good. It was like I love how like uh, the beginning. It's very one of those like here we are record scratch. Now let's rewind to like a couple days ago and all that other stuff. So I liked a lot of the. I didn't even notice until like right at the end. It was it's super progressive because the daughter is like you hear the little like she's got like rainbow flag on her the entire time and then like when you hear she goes off to college she, her friend that she started liking they're like in a relationship and stuff and i was like that was pretty fucking slick that they hid that in like a one second little off like joke like, not even a joke but you know character building yeah yeah there yeah. you go but it was a really good premise too you're just like oh well this a like humans are pretty shitty when it comes to technology and we throw it away as soon as we see the new next thing and i don't know i just thought it was really good and the brother was fucking hilarious like yes yes because that voice coming out of that little body is very funny (laughs) no no, at the end what got me at the end is when she she got him the tuxedo for manchi and he was like the ritual is complete (laughs) you need to watch this eddie i gotta check it out very good movie it's so no. two hours long. I didn't even like I it said an hour and 54 minutes when I like started the movie. I was like, holy shit. And then I realized like it went by so fast. There you go. I was talking about this on my stream last night because I was like, man, I wanted I would love to get this on Blu-ray. And I was like, oh, shit, it's on Netflix. So I'll never get it. And then Eddie brought it up in my chat. And he's like, well, no, they came out with like the Stranger Things on blue on DVD. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like they have made netflix original shit into blu-rays and dvds i'm just a fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) like i don't know if this one seems to be getting pretty popular so i would like to have this i'd like to have this and i've talked about the the rudy ray moore uh 
faux documentary called My Name is Dolomite that Eddie Murphy's in. Like, yes. That one, I, we watched that like twice a year. Like, we love that movie. And I would love to have that on a Blu-ray as well. So, all right, let me get out of this. I mean, it, this it's, it's like the million-dollar idea, man. We got to start up our own limited run for Blu-rays for shows like this. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. What credi- credible backing do you have? Uh, we have a podcast, and we have like 100 episodes. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> and we got Chris's So we got Chris's we're dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Where's my engagement ring? <laughs> you putting out? No. <laughs> I'm very fair-skinned. So <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But uh, I was going to go into the next one because – and the next two things I'm going to talk about kind of intertwine with each other. But I've gone back, and for people that don't know, like, fucking surprise, I've talked about it. I am a huge Rush fan. It's my favorite band of all times. I talked about yes. it when Neil Peart passed away. But I've gone back and listened to Moving Pictures. Because with Moving Pictures, I, I, I listen to, like, you know, Tom Sawyer, YYZ, the big hits and all that. But there's, like, three tracks on there that aren't as big as the other ones that are pretty fucking good. And after listening to them, I'm like, holy shit, this is a perfect album to me. Like, th- like I like every song on this album, and, like, I like to listen to every one of them over and over and over again. And I was like, hey, guys, do you know how good this album is? And Scotty's like, yeah, it's one of their biggest fucking albums. We got it. Like, <laughs> and I was like, my bad. I didn't know that. He goes, next to 2112, it's the biggest one. So, <laughs> but... The reason I bring that up is because I've come to a realization. I was talking about it with Hallie earlier. I've come to a realization that I listen to music weird. And when I say that, Chris, you might be able to understand this. Eddie, I don't know. I know you're big into music, but I don't know how big you're into, like, musical, like, theory and stuff like that. But I realize I listen to music. I focus in, super focus in on one instrument. And then Mm -hmm. that's all I can hear the whole song. To the point where I have to go back and re-listen to the song, depending on how many instruments are in the band, I would have to go back and listen to that song that many times because I focus in on either the rhythm, the lead, the drums, the bass, the vocals, all that stuff. Yes. Am I a freak? Like, <laughs> um, So it's uncommon that you're able to do that. Like, I never used to be able to do that until I started, like, really taking music seriously when i was playing the guitar uh-huh. and he was just like hey just focus on the the bass line i'm just like i don't fucking hear the bass that's line. what my dad like, told me growing no up. focus on the bass line and my teacher take that took out his piano and he started playing the notes in the bass yeah. line and it was specifically um he, he like i was playing a fucking napalm death song and he was just like, just focus on uh, on the baseline. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking? This dude played for like, goddamn, uh, who's the blinds pianist? I- Stevie Wonder. Thank you. Yeah, he was he was a pianist for Stevie Wonder, and he's just like he's listening to the Napalm Death song. I was like, oh, there it is, and he starts playing it, and then I listen back to it. I'm just like, oh my god, I fucking hear it. Yeah. And so I would go back. And listen to all the songs and just like zero in because I can hear the lead on a guitar really fucking well because that's just, I guess it's just because that's the yeah. instrument that I was uh, attracted well, to the most. I mean, you hear the like lead guitars doing solos and stuff like that, right? So. But when you start listening to stuff that's not necessarily um, 
like really really guitar driven yeah, yeah. Uh, and listen to stuff that, even stoner metal to a certain extent so like when you listen to like stoner Man, pal or got me on some of that Sta- shit so <laughs> Uh, dude, I I probably turned him on to some of that shit. He gave so. me a four hour song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I was just like, this is yeah. all, stoner music is all about like really good music for long amounts of time. <laughs> like, yeah, anything that can like keep that vibe and that like that reverberation going. Yeah, Ten hour videos of uh, something yeah, on YouTube and shit. Yeah, right. bro. Let's just say we'll have a twelve hour stream soon. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's I like it's I just, just gonna be me doing this. i understand what you guys are saying when you break down this stuff i don't think i've ever actually intentionally or actually tried the closest thing i can be is like there are times where i've like listened to the bass specifically where i'll be like oh man like the bass in this one is just kind of like there the entire time but sometimes in some of those songs like especially like because i when a lot of people with that say that they're like yeah i can hear the bass line it's like oh that's like a funky song like it's supposed to be like that i'm talking about like in songs where like you can't really hear it that well i hear it automatically hmm. does that make sense how high are you no that's, <laughs> that's irrelevant don't worry about it all right i don't know no, i thought I, it was weird i get it like i just thought i, I was it. a freak and ha- my wife says she goes that's because you used to be in a band and I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you know musical theory. I was like, whoa, wait, 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 hold on. I was like, I needed to be known that when I joined that band, I, I've never watched a, like a how-to video. I've never taken a class. I just jumped in, heard the music, figured out a bass line, and then we went from there. She goes, that's even better than what I said. Like, <laughs> like you're even like better than you think you are. You didn't even have to read on how it works. You could just hear it and then start grooving with it. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I can remember exactly when I, like, you know how you kind of just remember things growing up? You know, mm-hmm. some people, due to trauma or something that's really good happened in your life and all that. I remember when the first album of Audio Slave came out. My dad got it, and we were listening to it. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And we were listening to Show Me How to Live. And I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. I was like, hold on, what's that song sound in the background? And my dad's like, that's the bass. He's like, just listen to that bass. He's like, do you want to be like, he basically told me, he's like, you should be a bass guitarist because like I started from then on, just was able to hear the bass and everything. So at the point where I got to, I could hear the bass and all the songs. I was like, Oh, let me try with the drums and I could hear the drums and everything and all that stuff. So I don't know. I thought I was a freak. So <laughs> no, no, it's, you're not, uh, I don't want to sit there and say you're not that special because I mean Damn. like it, it's it's a good trait to have <laughs> and I didn't want to be an asshole, but I mean like it is it, it's a it's 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 uncommon. He's shitting on your musical but, theory. But being high and realizing that too is fucking insane. Chris, I'll tell you that right now. Chris is shitting on your musical theory and on my Skyrim deal, dude. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I don't have <laughs> you don't have a want to play that game, and I don't have any musical theory. Yeah. So. <laughs> Just Very shitting well. all over us. But the whole reason that I went back to that album to rediscover it is because I was watching uh, Alex Navarro, uh, formerly of Giant Bomb. He was playing. That hurts. He, he do, usually do, he usually does rock band streams, like a couple mm-hmm. every week. And his last song, he had a playlist for his uh, final playlist before he left the company. And the last song was Vital Signs by Rush. And I was like, how the fuck have I not heard this? 
And I was like, what album was it on? And then I was like, holy shit, it was on Moving Pictures. <laughs> and I got real mad at myself for a minute. But the reason, like, that's, you know, I we found out that Brad Schumacher, Vinny Caravella, and Alex Navarro fucking left Giant Bomb. I don't know how big you guys are into Giant Bomb, but I'm kind of, I was pretty big into it. And I was like, oh shit, those are like some pretty core members that are final, that are gone. And yeah, so that was one of the questions I that I had when I heard that news. It's like, what is Giant Bomb doing moving forward? Because I imagine that those three or those four are doing solo stuff, like something, or they didn't agree because so recent in uh, towards the end of 2020. Uh, oh, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, Scotty's gonna kill me, but it was the red haired lady that worked at Giant Bomb East. Uh, sure. And uh, she left at the end of 2020 because of some deal that happened that Giant Bomb got sold in or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember reading that email when it came Abby. out. Abby. Abby is her name. But, yeah. Giant so Bomb got sold again. And... Or... Okay. I don't know if it's due to that because – and then, like, pandemic hit. Like, maybe they were going to leave around, like, the same – like, a little bit later than Abby did. And then the pandemic hit, and they were like, oh, shit, maybe we should stay – and maybe I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point, but it is curious. Like the only like one of the core members left is Jeff. Like that was funny when they announced it. All three of them were on the podcast, and then Jeff, and he's like, "And surprise, I'm still here." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I did the heel turn." So, but I mean that. I mean, all throughout the years, you got Vinny's gone, Alex gone, Brad's gone, Drew left, Drew Scanlon left a long time ago, Dan Reichard left, like. A lot of core members are a uh, Ben left last year. He was in there too. Like, I don't know what the revolving door is, but it's a little concerning. So I don't know. I think Giant it's Bomb's like one of those things. Years. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things where it's like larger groups. We've seen it over the course of the last five years where larger groups are just not viable or they're just not lasting. So for example, I mean, super best friends being one of them. Yeah. Obviously, that, that was a falling out. Yeah. Then you had fucking uh, Smosh with, I think it was like 2017. They fucking dissolved. Giant Bomb here. Fun House is, has a They're huge They're there, but it's of, like a skeleton crew. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, they've, but, so technically it's like part of Rooster Teeth because Rooster Teeth has been bleeding members as well. And before Inside Gaming was a thing, they had the yeah. no. And then the yeah. no completely dissolved. Rooster Teeth was like doing their own thing and Gus had his his fucking podcast and then they introduced oh this is inside gaming in 2018 with fucking Bruce Bruce yeah there you go Adam and which by the they, way they have they've brought uh inside games a new show that him and yeah. Lawrence that Bruce and Lawrence do now <laughs> and they have five videos hey so. they're not bad videos they're in the same they're, game. they're okay they're I okay. mean they don't need to do videos they're making a shit ton off their streams so yes so more power to them. Yeah. But I mean, like these groups where you had where you people used to think that they had to have these like these gaming teams, more or less, where everyone was like, Shinema, it's almost like it's almost like those houses, right? It's like not necessarily like Sky House, but it's almost like those houses where the entire team essentially lives with each other, making oh, it's content the league with team each other. Houses. Sure. We'll go with that, too. Yeah. Where it's like people have built these companies just over the course of, you know, the last 10, 15 years getting big on YouTube. And now the YouTube uh, landscape is changing because you can make more money being an independent creator and you don't have to, like, pay dues or have a company saying, like, hey, we may have made 
a million dollars off of you, just theoretically, but you're only going to get a hundred thousand. Well, see, the only thing, and I, I agree with that, but the thing is with Giant Bomb, they've been doing their own thing for a long time. Like, even back, like, you can't, so you know those Mario Party parties that I'll go back and watch? Those mm-hmm. aren't even, like, they're not available, like, on, you have to be, go to their website and watch it through there. Like, yeah. and all that stuff. So, and I feel like Giant Bomb's been doing that for a long, because they've always been like, hey, go to GiantBomb.com. And then they're like, oh, you can go here, YouTube, too, if you want to. But let's go to GiantBomb.com. Those were, like, the one people that I remember, like, they were always, like, doing their own thing while everyone else was on YouTube. And those those things existed. I mean, like, Machinima was a thing for a yeah. while, on and off, albeit. And, I mean, like, Rooster Teeth is doing the same exact bullshit as well, where you've got some exclusive content on there. Is on there. You had College Humor and whatever owned College Humor, because College Humor is just, like, a smaller sector of a much larger yeah. umbrella that, of shit that was going on. But, I mean, like, all those things are starting to die out where people are becoming more independent, they can make money directly instead yeah. as opposed to having to rely on those groups. But what's crazy is all three announced it at the same time. That's crazy. I, I don't think it was a secret within Giant Bomb. I think that that, oh, yeah. I think that was known. Like Jeff was not surprised or anything. Yeah. Now, is Jeff the owner of Giant Bomb or is he just like the I don't like know if he's the, the owner, face? but he's one of the OGs. Uh, like... According okay. to Wikipedia, the owner of Giant Bomb is Red Ventures. That must have been who they sold to. Yeah, and then it just says yeah. created by Jeff. Because Giant Bomb has been sold like three or four times. Yeah. I mean, what was cool was they did their last podcast on Friday. Well, the so the Giant Beast cast did their, theirs on Thursday, and Vinny got really like sappy on that one. And then I guess the next one, the one on Friday, he had gotten all that out, so it wasn't as bad. But they went back and they they played uh what the dub I forgot that was a game that people could play and just like they take I don't know if you guys know what it is but it, they take old it's like a jackpot jackbox party game where they give you a little clip of an old movie and they're like okay dub it with what you think's funny so then it's one of those games where you vote on it and all that stuff but what was funny was they went back to their old like GameSpot videos that they did like back in like. 2007 and like 2004 and shit showing it off like back a long time ago and that was some cool shit to go down and see again so but best of luck to them i don't know what they're gonna do it'd be interesting to see what they're gonna do from here but other than that i've been doing some streams we did some mario kart streams uh that's why you don't have any friends we didn't stream (laughs) oh i mean it's it's tough to have friends when you're that far in first so But, uh, no, we did instead of, cause we didn't record the podcast on Sunday. So I did a stream on mother's day night and, uh, just de-stressing playing some, we played about two hours of Mario Kart, and then I switched over to the Nuzlocke. I would report on the Nuzlocke, but there's nothing crazy that's been going on. I'm about to fight the elite four for the first time. So I'm just grinding in victory road, uh, trying to get that wrapped up. Cause I really want to move on to the next gen, which will be, uh, the gen three remakes. Cause everyone's been telling me that they're super, super good. Uh, we played Sonic and uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing Transform. We almost got a full lobby this time. We had nine out of the twelve, so nice. Uh, we're trying to get a full lobby, and I mean, we we had some good viewers too. Like we were had some good numbers, so that was fun. And uh, I'm trying to think what else did I stream? 
I am streaming more this coming week. I'll talk about it in our week or towards the end of the podcast. Two final things was we deep cleaned our house. Uh, I bought a steamer and we cleaned all the fucking floors and all that. And I've told you guys the story of the dead Jamaican lady rug, right? Yes. What? Okay, I haven't told Eddie. So <laughs> oh, here we go. So where before where we live now, my wife used to work for basically it was a like apartment complex leasing office. Let me get this like, straight. That's where she. Let worked. me just get this. I, I heard dead Jamaican lady rug. Yes. Your ears did not stutter on you. No. Yes, you were good. Uh, long story short, sh- my wife deals with like uh, leases on the apartments and shit like that. And uh, well, one of her residents passed away while they were traveling. Like I think she was on business in New York and she passed away. So her mom had to drive down and coming basically clean out the apartment. Well, we're sitting there one I think Friday night, maybe a Thursday night. It's like ten o'clock. No, it was a Friday night. And it's like 10 o'clock. She's like, hey, we need to go help one of my uh, my tenants. And I was like, what? It's 10. And we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, and then she told me the story. Her mom, her mom was, uh, I think her name was Rose. I, did, I think that's the one thing I remember. Rosemary? And no, it was just Rose. <laughs> it was just Rose. New York Jamaican lady, too. Like she, like, she was from, they drove all the way down from New York. And we were like, holy shit. And uh, she was trying to clear the apartment out, and we helped her move a bunch of stuff. And she's like, oh, you guys can have – this was one of her – it was like a fully furnished apartment that had never been in because she was always traveling. Got it. So all the furniture was brand new and all that shit. And she's like, I can't take the rug with me. We don't have enough room. And uh, can, you guys want it? And we were like, holy shit. This is like a 7 by 10 foot shag rug. And I, we were like, holy shit. Like this is a nice fucking rug. And we got it home, and we've had it ever since. Like, and we call it the dead Jamaican lady rug because that's how we got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, it has a good story. Like, it's unfortunate that she passed away. But the next day, the people that were coming down to get Rose uh, had car troubles, and she had to get to L- Little Rock before her flight. So we drove Rose to the airport, and we felt really good about ourselves. There you go. So I'm a huge shitbag, but sometimes I do nice things. So, but, uh... The reason I tell that story is we needed to clean it because it was very dirty. So my wife's idea was like, hey, let's just take it outside, pressure wash it, put some soap on it, scrub it in, and then pressure wash all the water out. And then we can hang it up to dry. I was like, cool. So we started doing it, and we're spraying the water on it. And we spray the water on it for 15 minutes. And Hallie goes, why is it the water coming out? And I looked at her in a, in a high stupor and just yelled out, because it's a fucking shag rug. Like, it just realized to me at that point, I was like, it's soaking up all the water. We can't pick this up. Like, <laughs> it's stuck on the ground. Yeah. Heavy and soaked so up, and that's it, yeah. No, like, I went to lift it, and I was like, my fucking back's going to kill me. Like, <laughs> it was real bad. So I was like, okay, so let's make the best out of a bad situation. I was like, go get some dish soap. We're going to put some OxyClean on it. And I, she was like, how are we going to scrub it in? And I just, like, took my flip-flops off and just, like, started rubbing it in with my feet. And I was like, it's the yearly walls rug washing. There like, you go. come on down. And uh, we squeezed it. Ab- I had to go get the pickup truck and, like, lob it into the back of the pickup truck and drive it around the back of the house where we have, like, clothesline posts. And we got it up on one of those. It was the dumbest fucking thing I think we've ever done. And it's still drying. That was three days ago. So, 
We did that on Saturday. That bitch is still... And it's supposed to rain tonight. We should have... Like, fucking great. Carpet so, updates, man. Like, this is fucking content. We need to have carpet updates, like, every day now and shit. Dead Jamaican lady rug content. Like, that. it's the updates. Like, we're cleaning it because we want to put it in our bedroom underneath our bed. But at the, And then, oh, that's the fucking thing. I was like, oh, shit, I never noticed the tag on this. So I looked at it. I was like, this is fuck, fucking Home Depot. It's a $300 rug. And I text that to Hallie. She goes, we could have just bought one. I'm like, yeah, but you wanted to fucking power wash it. So, <laughs> so there's my fucking dead Jamaican lady rug. And then the last thing I did, I got to pick up. I picked up Super Mario Kart complete inbox Japanese on Super Famicom. Nice. And I'm I'm gonna have some. It was like twenty eight, but yeah, twenty eight bucks isn't too bad. I just recently stumbled upon Japanese po- Game Boy po- uh, Japanese Game Boy Pokemon games uh, that I got some good deals on. So I have some new pickups to show you guys next week. There you go. But other than that, that's all I've been fucking doing. So Powell just hit up the fucking Mega Visions the shit, and he wants a partner for legends of the hidden temple because apparently they're now doing a brand new casting of that fuck that shit <laughs> uh well i'm i'm signing up <laughs> chris I'm, you have I'm, a bad heart <laughs> god fuck you it. thought you were dying two weeks ago like and don't be like well i think i'm always dying that's not a way you should always feel <laughs> this is the news segment and we should have made this announcement before uh, we went on break because what we're doing is we're changing the news segment up a little bit. Yes, we listened to your fucking feedback. So <laughs> we we heard that uh, the news was a little bit too scripted. So we're going to try and loosen it up. And we've all brought our own articles to the table. And uh, we're going we're gonna to pitch this to y'all. So let's see how it goes. Eddie, go ahead and... Tell us about your article. We're flipping the script, and we're starting off with Limited Run Games is now an official Xbox partner. Uh, insert woos or insert boos here, depending on your taste or what you play <laughs> on. You know, we're making really good progress, says this article. Uh, just a few bullet points on this. I mean, like, there's so many things that this way can go about this story. But one of the things that I want to talk about in particular are the uh, the the downside and how a giant chunk of the releases have been geared towards Nintendo Switch and PlayStation, um, which is true. We were talking about like the Doom one, and it shows it right there in the article how, yeah. you know, Microsoft has this deal with Bethesda, and they're making all these moves and all these strides to like build up the Game Pass, and then they limited run and coming out with all these collectors, but none of them seem to be hitting Xbox. I don't Hardly, know. Hardly. Like all the ones I've been seeing have it's always ps4 and switch. it's always ps4 and, and switch it's editions. never it's i i can't pinpoint one where it's microsoft no. at all or xbox I can't pinpoint one that i bought yeah no. it's always either ps4 or switch that's always the option ps4 or switch i think there might have been some that were like pc only but i just don't i i get what they're doing and it's going to be interesting to see where they're going to go and as we go down these bullet points um like we mentioned bethesda is all is already like one of their partners one of their big partners right there and this collection this doom collection especially once they announced it is nowhere to be seen on microsoft and it makes you wonder if they're going to do any other games are we going to have like a halo limited run thing are we going to have uh you know trying to think about gears of war limited run collection things that they're partnering up with microsoft i know they're like different studios and everything sometimes like that but it just it's just very interesting on where they're going with this uh 
with this. I, I think it's pretty cool. It's another power play move by Xbox. It is definitely a power play move. I think my, my thing that I was wondering too is just like based off of this, is this going to create some kind of like exclusiveness to their console? Like any future games or any future limited run series. Like for example, let's say uh, Grim Fandango is one of the ones that they have exclusively on the Xbox Game Pass, right? But if it becomes like something that they release for the PS4 and Switch, is this is this partnership going to guarantee that these limited run games are going to come out physical for the Xbox first before anything else? You know what I mean? Right. It's just It's just very interesting on how this is going to go. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, because like, especially if you're a a physical collector, it's giving you that option. If because there are people out there that play the Xbox, but I was also talking to to some friends, and I was actually thinking about picking up a Series X soon because I feel like the Xbox is basically the digital machine. Like that's what it is. It's like, okay. it's like I wouldn't pick it up for anything else but that. So seeing this is just kind of like I get it, I understand it, but I don't know. It all depends on what direction they take it on. It just, you know what I mean? Like I don't understand where it's gonna go. Yeah. It just, it can go. It can, it could really help them or it can really backfire on them. Because a lot of the people that I know who play the Xbox games, even if they got the Xbox Series X, aren't in it for the physical aspect. They're in it for the Game Pass, which is all digital. And if they're going to pick up a physical yeah. copy, they'd rather most likely go for the Switch or the PS4. So maybe, are you wondering if they might be shooting themselves in the foot with uh, doing this, maybe? It all depends. Like I said, it all depends on what route they take. If they make an exclusive thing, if that's what they're trying to do is just cut a deal and make things exclusive and just be more of like that grand scheme of like, this is why the Xbox is better because not only do we have the Game Pass, but now you can have physical releases before everybody else. Well, they might keep it low key too. Maybe they're just like, hey, we wanted to be officially a part of all these releases that you guys are doing. So maybe they're maybe they'll keep it low key like that. So now instead of it just being PS4 and uh, switch it'll be you know across all three what makes you what makes you wonder has there been a demand has there been a demand of xbox players that have been like hey i want this from limited run there's a lot of when you click on like the twitter ones whenever they announce something they're just like wish it was coming to xbox there's a lot on there yeah so yeah that's that's a, it's an interesting thing what do you think Chris? it's an interesting i mean it's it's good it gives an option to people who want it because especially if i guess if i had an xbox if I had an Xbox uh, Series X or S or whatever, an X, if I wanted a physical copy of this, then I would probably be getting Doom on that instead of the Switch. Because I believe my first person, I, mean, yeah. I believe my first person shooters, it's gonna perform better. Yeah, I mean that's true. That too, yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 it could be good. I think I need a little bit more. I need to see what they're gonna do with it. See if they announce anything more. I think it's a good starting point. Uh, to be like, hey, at least we're considering Xbox, or we are now partnered with Xbox. Yeah. But, well, I also like it. I like the limited run ones of like, because someone shared this with me. Oh, you like getting, you getting the Doom one? I was like, yeah, man, like that stuff's cool in that limited run thing. But Doom's on everything. My thing with the limited run stuff that I like is like Scott Pilgrim. It's never been on anything like physical or anything yeah. like that. Panzer Paladin. It never had a physical. Like, and it's a very small game, and I'm just like, I don't really go for the ones that are like, oh, I can get that, so this is just, like, all cool nostalgic stuff. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, because Doom is on everything, what, it's uh, on your fridge, in a microwave, in a freaking, <laughs> uh, 
I've seen it on Calculator. TI calculators. It's on a watch. I think somebody. It's on a watch. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The um, the uh, what are the things? Like, why am I drawing a blank on them? What are they called? You take a a test to see if you're pregnant. A pregnancy test. Yeah, a pregnancy test. No, no, he's he's I'm, he's, I'm legit, he's yeah, right. it's yeah, true. It's on yeah. one of those. I know he's right, but the way he became to the <laughs> yeah, answer, it did like, make you laugh. I was like, uh, what is that thing called where you take a test to see if you're pregnant? Oh, yeah, a pregnancy test. Reminds me of the time that I asked my sister what kind of cat is the Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I oh get I get what you're saying, dude. Like, it definitely, it all, it just, if they go that route with, like, Panzer Paladin and Scott Pilgrim, because people do want the physical copy. But I think, I see, the thing about it is, I feel like we live in a world where you have a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X, and the alternative is always the Switch. Like, you either have you know one you have one of the other between the ps5 and the xbox you just don't like switch being up there with daddy uh with the big boys huh? i don't no is? i don't mind it i don't mind it i you know <laughs> i don't mind it but i'm just saying i guess that's the avenue it's like i don't i just don't see it i don't see a lot of people saying like i want it on the xbox when they'd rather get it on the switch i will say when monster hunter world and iceborne were out xbox it came out on everything but the xbox following was very it, it was much smaller than the other ones, but bigger than you would think it was. Yeah. If that makes sense. So. I don't know. I don't know. I'm tired of talking, so I'm going to let somebody else do it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, I think that we need more information on it to see how how well it uh, this progresses, I guess. But it's interesting. Well, we a lot of I based on this article that we uh, we we read earlier, it's just like some people are very hopeful for it, especially for things like Grim Fandango, and we talked about it because it would be nice to have something like Brutal Legend, if they're you know on a physical, and that was only that that uh that vinyl still sorry to sidetrack, but there's that vinyl that Chris and I were watching on Fan Gamer, and it's still in the notify me stage, so we haven't missed it. My computer. Yeah, I, I, okay, I, I saw that. I'm back. Yeah. You're back. Yeah. You're back. You're back. So okay. What what's the last thing you heard? Uh, vinyl. that vinyl. Oh, uh, the vinyl for Brutal Legend on Fan Gamer. It says notify me. So Chris, we didn't miss it yet. Sweet. But yeah, I look, man. I'm gonna be straight up honest. I'm one of the biggest critics when it comes to stuff from Limited Run. As far as like them releasing stuff on Xbox, there's there's going to be a market for it. But I mean, the Series X has a significantly lower sales numbers than the PlayStation 5 and Switch is already established. So what it comes down to is yeah, they have an agreement, but is limited run going to temper their expectations when printing these games for the series X or for the Xbox one. I mean, if they're making it for the Xbox one, then you, that's going to have a larger pool that you can pick from. Right. And, you know, you know, you can, you can sell it to people who have those, those games and shit like that. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too deep into it, to be honest. It's cool. I don't, I don't necessarily think on everything tonight. <laughs> a, a misstep. I'm not shitting on it. I I'm know, not shitting I'm on it. With you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I don't think it's so much of a misstep as it is like them finally covering their bases because they're, that's what, I can yeah, guarantee you there is a market for people who'd want it. It's just probably significantly smaller yeah. than what you see on the PS, the PlayStation and the and Nintendo products because limited run had not supported Microsoft's what since, since limited run became a thing like i don't 
I mean, it could it could go. But Chris, you this is a direct uh, this is a direct uh, retaliation of PS or uh, what was it Sony buying out Discord or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I guess they didn't even buy Discord. They have a partnership, and like the big thing about the whole Discord. Uh, Sony partnership is that they're going to start incorporating Discord elements into PlayStation 5s. Or maybe like Sony products in general. I don't know. It was a smarter idea because they can either do the exclusivity thing with Microsoft or they could open up the floodgates and possibly get Nintendo, PlayStation, and Microsoft under their wing and see where it goes from there. Yeah. So I think I mean, it's dope. It, like I'm fine I said, with it. It, it could be one of those things that can go either way. Even I, I mentioned it earlier right now during this, and I was just like, I don't know how it's going to work if you have a Series S because it's all digital. I mean, Limited Run did just recently announce that Among Us Collector's Edition for PC that comes with a digital code. So yeah. they can very well go that route just to be like, hey, Xbox users, you want this? It comes with all these neat shit. You want a disc version? That's not what Look I'm at this, for. I want a this limited edition. This limited edition case. Yeah. Look at that with a button. With a button. With a with, button. Yep. It better make a noise. It probably doesn't. It should make the eh noise from it. Yeah, yeah it should. You call for yeah. a meeting. And maybe play the little theme song, know. the little thing, 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 whatever. It's I haven't played Among Us in a while. <laughs> I know we. I've, I've been kind of wanting to try it again. So, all right, Chris. You got okay. You got you got some news from the PS4, right? Yeah. So I tried listening into the Epic Games versus Apple disposition earlier today. Uh, nothing special came of it today, but they're they're going on for like the next week and a half over in fucking LA or Sacramento, wherever the fuck they're having their thing. So they they're running a fucking. You can listen in onto the trial any time between like. Eight in the morning, California time to like five, three or five o'clock at night. But not nothing was cool. super important. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Well, because it's such a high profile yeah. uh, trial that everyone is just like, oh, we want to know what's going on. So they made it available for everybody because you can't be in the courtroom at the time. But over the, the last couple of days, we have learned that Sony has been charging Epic for crossplay with competitors and also that Nintendo has been blocking any sort of Yakuza affiliation with their developers. So to start off with some of it for kickers during the disposition, Epic games, Joe Kreiner, I believe it was who is Epic's vice president for business development either was on the stand or they were referencing things that he was trying to do with Sony in order to get crossplay working out. There's been some emails to have come out for it. Sony had been very adamant that they had wanted nothing to do with crossplay with Nintendo and Xbox because they had a very strong lead as far as total consoles sold. So Epic kept on like egging on, not necessarily like saying Sony won't be our friends, but they were definitely like helping push the narrative that Sony has not been cooperative when Microsoft and Nintendo have just been like, hey, free open crossplay you can play with whoever you want to and sony is just like crossplays only on sony platforms and so they were really harping on this shit right so, so they tried to kill birds with one stone with this trial <laughs> kind of like they're they're epic is just shooting at everybody right they're yeah. pointing fingers at fucking everybody it's like knives out everyone's getting ready to stab somebody else <laughs> like it's it's wild so basically uh sony is just like why should we 
offer cross-platform play when we have the console lead. We want to retain all of our users to our own platform. And Epic is just like, it would be really worthwhile if we can just get everybody to play nice together. And in an email from Joe Kreiner of Epic to Sony, uh, he says, we love working with PlayStation. We want this to be win-win. Uh, the longer that this drags out, the less it can be. He's like, I can't think of a scenario where Epic doesn't get what we want. The plausibility went out the door when Fortnite became the biggest game on PlayStation. So here's what I propose. We give you the data that you're asking for, plus the marketing data asked. Epic deeply integrates Sony's eSports API into UE4, which is Unreal Engine 4, as an engine-level engine feature. We market and advertise as a first-class citizen for the engine, maybe at E3, and we support Fortnite. We announce crossplay in conjunction with Sony. Epic goes out of its way to make Sony look like the heroes. You get to pick when, where, and how. Epic brands its E3 presence with PlayStation. We're planning a 100-player celebrity pro-am with a huge after party. The budget I've seen is huge, and it will be the biggest event at E3. Maybe we announce it with all the celebs on stage, new partnership, whatever the fuck you want. Epic's willing to go explore more items, maybe commit to a game launch of the next VR platform, PlayStation Plus. Maybe we do something extra for the month, offer unique characters, something highly valuable to drive PlayStation Plus adoption even further. Epic extends the Sony com company-wide UE4 license. I don't think I've mentioned this before, but the license to use UE4 expires in May 2019. That license has some of the best terms we've ever offered for Unreal Engine 4. So let's make this a huge win for all of us. Epic is not changing its mind on the issue, so let's just agree on it for now. So they, so Epic was very, very like adamant of trying to get cross-platform play with everybody. So right. Sony is just like, bet, I'm going to call your bluff. And pretty much, they have this cross-platform revenue share. Where if the portion of PSN revenue share divided by the PlayStation 4 gameplay share for a title is less than 0.85 of any given month, the partner will pay Sony Entertainment of America or Sony Interactive Entertainment a royalty to offset the reduction in revenue. What that means is when you play Fortnite, your Fortnite account says what platform you're playing on. Right. If someone who owns a Sony account for Fortnite plays on iOS, Android, Microsoft, Nintendo, whatever the fuck it is, and it pops up that they've been playing more on that platform than on Sony, if they've been putting in and buying their Fortnite dollars on those platforms instead of Sony, and it that total number of total players is less than 85%, Epic has to pay Sony. That's pretty fucked yeah. up. <laughs> that is some baller ass shit. That's some gangster and, and Yakuza shit. <laughs> and Sony was just like, by the way, any virtual currency that's bought on the Sony platform does not transfer over. And they agreed to that shit. That's crazy. That's the shit that Epic had to do in order to get crossplay to fucking be a thing. And Sony has, like, historically been like, no, fuck y'all bitches. We're not doing fucking cross They're stuck in this fucking Stone Age is what they yeah. are. But, and it, it's not getting better with fucking Jim Ryan being at the helm. It's like he's just totally, like, Sony, AAA gaming, fuck all your fucking last-gen console bullshit. Get the fuck out of my face. Fuck that guy. 
So it's it's like it's really interesting, like looking into this. Like the partner has no obligation to pay Sony Interactive Entertainment a royalty in months where the PSN revenue uh, share divided by PSN gameplay share is higher than eighty five percent. Both PSN revenue and PS four game share determined by the information provided by the partner and the data requirements. So they give like the calculation example showing them yeah. how it works out. So basically, in a situation High where the cross platform attorney's eyes only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. So, for example, if the first month the cross revenue platform for everybody that's connected to Sony is a million dollars, PSN only made nine hundred million of that. That means that they had a ninety percent share of all the fucking money that's been made. They don't have to pay anything. Whereas in the event that the cross revenue platform makes a million dollars and Sony only makes six hundred thousand dollars out of all of their shit. Yeah. The PSN revenue share drops below 85% to 60 and the PS4 gameplay share is 95%. The way that it works, it would be the cross-platform revenue across all of its cohorts multiplied by the PS4 gameplay share minus the PSN revenue multiplied by 15%, which means Epic would have to pay every single month roughly $50,000. If that trend were to continue, Jesus Christ, man, that's wild. <laughs> that shit is wild. What? The second half. No, no, no. Ahead, I'm just ahead, amazed at like how the hell did this even happen in the first place? And they just said like, yeah, I guess that's okay. This fucking Dr. Seuss of a math equation. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like part of me. I'm like trying to understand it. I'm trying uh, to understand it. And because I want to hate Epic, but they're not the, they're not the. Yeah, and and like it's just it's just like all these numbers that are being thrown out there, and I'm just like over here like I don't know, Chris, if you re- oh, if you get this reference, the Scott Steiner math promo. Did you ever see that one? Oh my no, god, I, I gotta show you guys is. that sometimes. Oh. Some people might know what I'm talking about, some people might not, but yeah, it's just crazy that this is something that's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a it's in a legal document yeah. is what it is in. It's in a document that says highly confidential attorney's eyes only. So, well, he, so here's the thing. This is just showing the the judge how much fucking money Epic has. And yeah. remember, this is all about Epic stamping their feet and saying we don't like the fact that we can't make more money off of the the Android and iOS platforms because we they take a 25-30% cut from all of our revenue. And Why so they tried to make a storefront so that they can take all the revenue that's caused Apple to delist uh, Fortnite in the first place. But they already have a shit ton of money yeah. because they're paying other fucking publishers to to allow cross-platform play. So if Sony consistently fell behind the other platforms, yeah. bitch, they could be like giving up a half so million dollars a year. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And at the at that point, the the judge would be like, "Okay, so why do you need it? Why why is this yeah. a thing? You have enough. Well, why the is this is, a case? Too, is like was thirty percent their threshold on what they wanted? Like fees taken out? Like why didn't they fight yes. Sony a lot earlier than that? Than that? Well, I think that what it came down to is that the environment of consoles and mobile gaming are drastically different. And I don't know what kind of cut that Sony takes out. When we talk about what 
Sony is doing in this particular situation, it doesn't really have to do so much about like microtransactions going in or out. The only stipulation that they had on microtransactions is that the virtual currency that was bought on Sony cannot be transferred over and be used for items on Xbox or Switch. Oh, That's what yeah. that had to do with. What they're saying here is that in the entire Sony PlayStation ecosystem or the entire Fortnite ecosystem, if some if players have linked to their account a Sony product and another product and they decide to play the other product and they decide to buy things on the other product and not on Sony and that number dips below 85% of everybody within that ecosystem where Sony exists on those accounts Epic has to pay Sony and you know i don't know i want to I, I want to say that I think they were probably paying that a lot because most kids were on, like, iPhones or iPads and stuff like that. Like, I mean, we're getting to the age where the, the console is becoming less and less relevant. Yeah. So I could totally see that. Which then even know? proves more with your point that, oh, if they were paying it every month. Then the judge will be like, "You got, you got big dick money." Like <laughs> at at that point, you're like the judge would be like, "Okay, I want to see what these records are that you actually paid out Sony." Right now, we only know that it actually happened, not yeah. that how many how times much it's happened. It actually Who did happened. you say presented to this information? Epic. That's what I thought you said, but I thought yep. that was dumb. So, nope. so nope, you're just, smart today. They got some shitty lawyers. <laughs> And the thing is, it's like a lot of this, a lot of the time, it just feels like they're openly doing this of their own volition. Like, it's not the lawyers that are saying these things. It's fucking like the the management of Epic Games being like, this is our case and this is what we're going to say. Like, okay, dude. Tim Sweetie, you fool. <laughs> anyway, the other half of the story is that Nintendo is specifically barring Japanese partners from working with the Yakuza. So... There is a clause within Nintendo's uh, PR department that says that any developer that has ties to the Yakuza, uh, specifically noting that content providers, they cannot be affiliated or donating money to any anti-social force or boryokuten, which is essentially like violent groups or terrorist, like domestic terrorist groups. Uh, organized crime <laughs> they they try not to say that specifically they try to be as broad as possible because like you can at that point you can assign like the the label of yakuza to anybody but the yeah. thing is is that this is not specific to nintendo uh this is actually like a much larger push from the japanese government because over the last 15 20 years they've been really hammering down on the yakuza there's been like a slew of documentaries that have come out and saying that essentially the age of the Yakuza is, if not already dead, very close to being dead. They're on their last legs because now, right now, no, um, no. <laughs> they're cool. Right now, there's 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 like this nationwide policy called the Yakuza Exclusion Ordinance. So if you are a Yakuza, you have to pay back like five years to society. But during that time, you can't have a job. You can't buy a car. You can't get a license. You can't buy a house. You can't rent an apartment. You can't uh, own a business. Where do you live? Fuck you. 
Okay. <laughs> oh. You're you're a yakuza. You're you're a degenerate. You are an anti-social force within the community and the greater population. Now, let me, yakuza the games have taught me anything that there's much organization. Right, but the thing is, is that the those um, are direct relation. I know, and there's an anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, there's like sure. the whole thing with Yakuza is that the the presence of the Yakuza and everything that's been explored within like the Yakuza games, and we're specifically picking on Sega at this point. Uh, a lot of this stuff takes place within the late '80s yep. to the mid 2000s, and maybe a little bit beyond that. But I mean, like even then. A lot of companies were just like, no, we're not fucking with the Yakuza. It just turns out that Sega is fucking weird and does whatever the fuck it wants. And Ryo got go to uh, Gakuto just, you know, hey, let me get fucking uh, Japanese <laughs> adult video actresses to voice act for some of our for some of our characters. And let's get like the the point of view of some of these Yakuza and shit like that. So it's not Mario and Sonic are going against each other. Now it's just like it's a, something a little bit more serious than that. <laughs> yeah. And like I don't even know how this came out in the fucking disposition. Like it was just a comment that was made. I was like, yeah, Nintendo won't work with the Yakuza. And it's like some sort of cultural thing. I'm just like, yeah, I've heard of that. It's not really a surprise. <laughs> but it, like it doesn't it doesn't prevent Nintendo from working with devs who create games on the topic of Yakuza. But yeah. it does push back to what Daisuke Sato of Ryo Ga, Gatsu, Gakuto, or however the fuck you say that the the developer's name within Sega, is that just the Nintendo Switch is not the ideal platform for the Yakuza series. Because a lot of people were wondering, hey, now that Yakuza is on Microsoft, is Yakuza coming for the Switch? And he was just like, fuck no. That, yeah. that shit's not happening. Can you imagine how many fucking Switches are in Japan and then you're... You know how the government would not like that many people playing Yakuza games? <laughs> no, I don't think that the government necessarily cares if you're playing Yakuza game. It's very similar to how, like, most governments don't necessarily care, except the pearl clusters on the right side of the aisle in Congress yeah. care about uh, Grand Theft Auto. At the end of the day, it's fantasy, right? It's just yeah. it's just a power fantasy. Well, it's, it's similar in Japan, but what they don't want to see is actual crime taking place and... Japan actually does something to prevent that, unlike other countries and governments and shit like that, where it's just like, oh, you're Yakuza? Yeah, you can't do shit no more. You can't, you can't shut them be down. part them, of society. Even if you're not... Go figure out yeah, your Even life. if you're not Yakuza, it just seems like if you're affiliated with anything like that, right? You don't have to be, like... If I'm reading this right, it's just basically saying, like, oh, if I donated something towards something mm -hmm. that is remotely connected to yakuza it's just like you're done right right so i don't like i said i don't have all the answers but vice did a really good documentary on what happens when you know the yakuza pretty much go underground and you have these guys that are being housed you have like fucking 15 guys living in like this small house that's run by like some mama-san and they they still are organized and they still like do yakuza things, but they can't be yakuza. They're not they're not uh, peddling drugs. They're not yeah. moving women. They're not fucking. They can't flaunt beating what they, up. They can't, why they want to be in the yakuza. Right. <laughs> they can't do the trade of the yakuza because there's so many like laws and stipulations coming down on them, which you can argue is a net positive for society, but. 
there is, I want to say that there's probably like a lot of romanticizing of yeah. the Yakuza lifestyle, especially from what we are seeing in the West because of media like Yakuza and the like the games, and what you see yeah. in anime and the games. And it's a lot of people divide the image of what the Yakuza are compared to what like Italian mobs or like American mafias are. Like when people talk about American mafias, they're just like, oh no, fuck those guys. They're evil. And like you'll have the people who are like or like romanticize the lifestyle of the mafia, but they're they're two sides of the same coin, dude. Yeah. It's the 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 Yakuza and the Mafia are the same fucking thing. Just like you go into the triad, you go into it's the like that Korean show, mobs. Blinders. Yeah. Sure. I, I know what you're talking about, uh, but I've never seen it. It's I'm just going to say show. yes. But yeah, it's okay. the, what is it, like the 1930s, like, mo, 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 quote-unquote mo, mobs mo, mo. up in the, shut up, <laughs> the New York area and all that stuff, like the Irish mob and all that. So it's like Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. There you go. So, well, well, that... Yeah, you're totally that right. That was a thing. Like we're, ro- ro- we're romanticizing it because I'm just like, ah, but Kiryu, they're like, there's no one in the Yakuza that's like Kiryu, yeah. all right? Like, <laughs> no, Kiryu is the eternal virgin. I mean, like, he essentially became what uh, Dojima was. Is it yeah. Dojima? I think it might be Dojima. I think Dojima was his direct superior, his direct captain. I think so. I don't remember. I think you're right. Go back and play Yakuza 0. There you yes. go. Got to finish Yakuza 0. <laughs> Uh, the Hatted Gamer is currently playing it on the Mega Vision. I have it. So. <laughs> you, you're All not right. going to play yeah, it. True. You don't have to be online to play yeah. that game. <laughs> Corey, tell me why you're mad at Japanese video game resellers. All right. So I want to preface this with I don't listen to the CU podcast. And I know some parties here how they feel about Pat Contry. We're not going to get into that right now. But Cock sleeve. But uh, wow. Pat Coxleave. The only reason I bring that up is that's where I found this this story. Uh, so basically, it says the new Famicom software Super Mario Bros was listed. So there was a new one that was listed on like a Japanese eBay site for five hundred and sixty one thousand yen. Uh, to put that in perspective, a couple posts. Go- it's I was, over fifty five hundred dollars. Well, a couple postings that came out. Uh, before this one have only been li- were only listed like fifty to sixty. That was like the normal. So people are like, "What the fuck is going on with these pricings?" And so ba- the the whole article is in like you have to translate it from Japanese to uh to English. But that's basically what the article is saying. Like, what's going on? Like, are these like are is someone some big store trying to like start raising up prices of games or something like that. And the only reason I say that is because uh, H2O in the Discord shared with us that there was a new eBay store from the store of Super Potato, which is Japan's legendary game store. And uh, But the thing is, when we saw... Because Chris and I both checked this out. And we were like, oh, cool, new store. That's a cool. Let's take a look at it. Oh, these are Super Famicom games. Oh, those are American prices. Like... What's going on with that? Like a complete in-box copy of Mega Man X or Rockman X was $150. That doesn't go that goes mm-hmm. for like a fraction of that. 
So mm -hmm. what the fuck is going on in like I get that the retro scene is going to go up in price like you know we're we're starting to get to the N64 and the Dreamcast era so those like Dreamcasts are like $95 now which is ridiculous. But I don't know who's trying to go back and do this to like are they trying to go back and like jack the prices up again like what the fuck's going on? What I have a feeling is that super potato and maybe some of these other sellers are looking at the American market and they're comparing us like, why is it that yeah. our prices are so much lower than what the Americans have it set at? And my argument would be like, because we threw away all our boxes so we don't have any more. Yeah. Whereas well, like, go ahead. Have, have you ever seen like you, you've seen this, but Eddie, have you ever seen like the difference between an American super Nintendo box and a Japanese super Nintendo Briefly, box? Um, when I used to live in LA, there was a, a place called Tokyo Jungle that uh, had a little section where they had some Super Famicoms and some boxes inside the case. But I never actually, like, compared the two next to each other. But I know there's, like, a significant difference. Not only the art style, but, like, in, in like, the way... Well, he held... Well, Corey held one up with the Mario Kart that he got earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it right there. So... In those boxes, so I would say like the difference is when I was whenever I bought like Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo boxes uh, when I was younger, and even as a collector, um, you would open them up, and all it is is like a cardboard insert with the instruction manual and that little flappy bullshit for the Super Nintendo marketing bullshit, or like hey help desk thing call here, and that's it. The Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom boxes, you open it up, it's got, like, a plastic mold that holds the game. It's got, like, extra goodies, like, extra fucking pamphlets and shit like that yeah, in like, addition. Look at the covers like, of Super Mario World for, Amer for the North American release and the Super Famicom yeah. release. They look so yeah, much it's, better. It's, it's wildly... But the thing is, like, the box art not being necessarily a thing. But it's it's more along the lines of what i'm saying just like it's different it's like more value to what you're picking up the japanese boxes are i want to say like they're more or less built for saving and preservation as opposed to the american boxes because like i said you open that bitch up and it's just a cardboard insert that falls apart the yeah. second that you take it out we like it was just away. like okay that's why a complete copy of super mario world is 700 dollars compared to the 35 dollars for the japanese yeah. version so I have a feeling, and I'm, I'm going to jump into chat because I know that somebody in chat's uh, saying something. Um, but the what I'm thinking is that Super Potato and like stores who are increasing their prices are seeing the American prices. And they're seeing a lot of imports coming from the United States and from Europe and from other countries are trying to get the low, low prices yeah. of the Japanese copies. And they were just like, we can possibly make money here. That's yeah. that's the way that I view it. Now, what Chad is saying is that they think that it is a money laundering scheme. And what they're saying is, like, if you see multiple sold copies and they're legit, but if you only see a few, then it can be a money laundering scheme that's been an issue with eBay. So you get dirty money. How do you fucking make it clean? Well, you jack the price up on some stupid-ass fucking product, and then and you, you buy said product, and then... And then it was, you say, like, how did you make all this money? And it's just like, I sold video games for Here's stupid fucking amounts. Here's the receipts. Oh, shit. I, didn't I mean, think of that. that's true, too. It, it, it is. I mean, that, that is a plausible outcome. What's or the, What's the probability? Right. 
Like you, that that would be like yo conspiracy. Like looking into like the. Conspiracy I wanted to be that. That's some cool shit. shit. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. Someone sell me drugs. It's like when I sat there, I was laying in bed for three hours, going down the rabbit hole of uh, the fucking. Did you ever read the story about what happened with McDonald's and the people that would like travel around with the winning tickets to like? So the Monopoly game. I'm sorry, yeah. I haven't given you everything, but the Monopoly game. There would have people like actual people that they employed that would have the winning like tick like winning whatever like the money big money ones, and uh, Are you serious, dude, go down this rabbit hole because it becomes a huge underground thing where the guy like if you give me a certain amount of money I'll make sure that you have a higher probability of winning. You got to cut me some of that money though if you get it. So that's how he was doing it. Yes. Dude, this is a huge fucking rabbit hole. You need to let me see if I can find this real quick. Like this story, what I laid fuck? in bed for three hours reading this story. So McDonald's uh, Monopoly scandal. Did anybody ask how much Yakuza involvement is is going on with Super Potato? I mean, you Google is <laughs> your friend. <laughs> Okay, here we go. How McMillion scammers rigged McDonald's Monopoly games and stole $24 million. Holy shit. Oh, it's CNBC. Let me in the story. Fuck you. I'm not turning ad blocker off for you. (laughs) But yeah, you can find that on CNBC. And uh, here's another one. It's an HBO show, The McMillions. So there might be a documentary on it as well. Yeah. I have HBO. I'll watch it on there. Oh, Uncle that's Jerry. crazy. The mob got involved. That's fucking wild. It's this story is phenomenal. There are people nowadays that are getting found out that they 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 cheated and they're having to pay back the money they won in the 90s. No shit. Yes, they're going to jail and shit because they found connections that led them to be like, hey, you paid. You paid this guy for a winning ticket, and then you gave him a little bit, you know, gave him like a quarter of it or something like that. It's like, I'm talking quarter of a million, half a million, millionaires, 50 Gs. It, the, the fucking range of the money is humongous. Was the it like counterfeiting, or was it like... Be big ones, so you got to fly underneath the radar with the smaller ones. For like 10,000, 15,000. Yeah, he was scraping a little bit off the top every time. It's really good. It's really that's fucking crazy. Good. That's fucking wild. It is an amazing story. Yeah, it, it's, it's on awesome. HBO. Anyway, going back to what we it is on it is on HBO. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I was just wondering, like, because I told I think I told you and Eddie that I was like, man, just when I start like going into the Japanese scene because I'm just like, oh, because of these ROMs and shit, I can play it. They're like, jack the prices up. Like, fuck. Yeah, fuck you, Corey. <laughs> that was COVID was a whole thing to just fuck my over my being able to buy from Japan. That's what it was. Hey, you know, it? the thing about it. it I'm so glad I finished right. my collection. Yeah, no. I was just saying, I'm so glad I finished my collection. It's great. <laughs> fuck it, it's y'all hoes. It's definitely the pandemic that helped that. I, I don't know if I should say help if that's the right word. But the, this? The, the information out there, because a lot of the retro streamers out there, too, were saying, don't pay for the American card. Just go to get one from Japan. You'll save yourself a lot of more money. And that's the trend yeah. that ended up happening. Because you just download a yeah. ROM. That's how I was playing uh, Super Mario RPG. I bought the, I bought complete inbox for like $18. And then I downloaded a translation patch and I could play yeah. it. No problem. So, 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, some of those games, you could just play the Japanese version. Like, you don't need a translation patch for fucking Mega Man X or fucking Mario. Like, you just pop those in and play yeah. them. So, I don't know. It's unfortunate. Uh, I hope this doesn't become a fucking trend because, I mean, it used to be like, oh, I could order it. Like, when COVID started, you're like, I could order this. Oh, shit, the shipping's like $50 and it's going to take four weeks. Well, I'll just wait till COVID calms down or I'll just go to Japan. Well, now if you're just pricing them at that, then we're fucked. Eddie became a robot. Did I? Yeah, there you go. Okay, oh. maybe you just stop moving. I just, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was paying attention. You got very, very focused. still. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, there we go. There's my news story. Did that's I get it? I did it. Yay. Yay. That's the news. And that's the All news. All right, hopefully you guys enjoyed the new way we did the news. So that's how we're going to do it from now on. So don't just leave <laughs> the minute we go into a news break. <laughs> we, we watch you. We see you. We see the numbers. Fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> Oh, oh God. All right. Do we have any questions? We got one. Technically two. And we also technically talked about it. But get closer to your mic. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So Scotty Moe asked, do you think that Capcom was really amazed by the reaction of Lady D in RE8? Or did someone say, oh, these bitches are horny. That's great for marketing. Here we go. There's a little bit yeah, of both. a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit I mean, of both. it took... It- they were like, "Oh, we're gonna make this character," and then they're like, "Oh shit, they really like it. Let's need, let's go with this." It was like I, the best way I can compare it to is like when the whole Bowsette thing happened, and everybody jumped on that train. Freaking fan mm-hmm. art, cosplay, God knows what else. It's the same thing that happened with Lady D. It was the, like God literally the next day, people were like, "This is what I'm cosplaying next." This is like la da 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 fan art. Here's my OnlyFans where you can yep, see. Yeah. Exactly. And and it was just, I it was crazy. They definitely took advantage of that whole thing. And I mean, it worked in, I don't know if it worked in their favor, right? I guess that's a. Uh, I think it was a genius move. Not everyone's going to agree with me on that, but I think it's a genius move. You're just like, oh, we're going to lead into this. Like, it's going to sell copies. And like Chris said, like, no spoilers, but like, they make it sound like the whole game's about her as the main antagonist. And you're just like, oh, no. Yep. So. We can't say the word, but bitches be shrimping sometimes. Like <laughs> shrimps. We can't say it. You can't say the other one. Well, you can't. Yeah, in chat. You can't say it in chat, and I think it's looked down upon. It's banned in chat. We talked about it. It was a news article. <laughs> but I could say it. I don't know. I don't think you could say it. So I would. Can I, I don't know it? if you could say it. So you should probably hold off on saying it. I think. I think you say could it. say it. Somebody like had clarified it too, because I remember somebody came into my chat and said it. And it's just like if you, you can't say it as an insult. Yeah, if you say it as an insult, I'ma say it. I don't know. What uh-huh. Uh huh. That's the podcast. Bitches title. be simping. There you go. That's the podcast titles. Bitches be shrimping. Bitches be <laughs> shrimping. All right. Question two from Scotty. People are already talking about fan demakes of RE8 and the shit-tastic PS1 graphics. What game would you want a demake of? Like a new JRPG as a top-down or a Souls game getting a 2D version? Or that era of isometric games like Tony Hawk and Jet Set Radio? Fuck that. Absolutely not. I would say... I mean, I like how Returnal is a third-person, like, uh, roguelike. I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. But if you were going to demake it, you could probably demake that into, like, a 2D side-scrolling roguelike. So I've already seen some of these demakes for REA, and they look pretty good. 
Um, but there is somebody on Twitter, and unfortunately I can't remember their name, but they are working on a demake of Bloodborne. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> and it looks fucking sick. It's it it's like third person, third person Kingsfield. And I really, I really like that. So I would want to see more of that. As far as another demake, I can't think of anything at the moment. I was really fixated on the whole Bloodborne thing. I think Bloodborne as a demake is really fucking cool. Yep, so I'm going to go with Two that. What about you, Eddie? Bloodborne into a playable PS1 game. Yep. That's it. I don't know. It's really fucking cool. Uh, I don't know. Like, I never really thought about it. it. I think if I would have to pick a D-make, it would have to be something that only came out, like, in a modern system, like Bloodborne. Bloodborne makes sense to yeah. D-make. And I'm trying to think of it, like, is of the PS1, is it the right move to do the PS1 D-make as opposed to making something like a 2D side-scroller on the Super Nintendo? But then you're like, I guess it's Blasphemous, right? That would be it. Blasphemous would be like a... 2d soulsborn game yeah i guess I, so. you know what i mean like i don't know so i i don't i don't, I don't think why it's I, blasphemous blasphemous is a i think it's a roguelike too isn't it yeah it's like uh it's like uh it's set in the style of bloodborne but it is yeah it's a roguelike i believe yeah it was, or it's a metroidvania i can't remember which one it is yeah it's uh yeah it's a metroidvania video game developed by a spanish studio the game kitchen that's all it says it doesn't say what kind of metroidvania game that's what it is I don't know. I don't. I don't think I can pinpoint a game that I would want to see D made, like a, a new one. Because like, even if I were to be like, well, Metal Gear, it's MSX. That's a D make, or the PlayStation one. That's there. If I think Resident Evil, it's the same thing. It's just a new, a modern game to get it. I don't have an answer for that. Chat brings up Horizon Zero Dawn, a D make of that. I own it. Never played it. Well, they're just saying that's a, it's that's really a game that came out recently. It's never been out before yeah. in something older. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, try, I, don't, I, mean, I don't. I mean, you could do. I don't know. Yeah. It's really weird. I. That's a really weird question. I, I, I had to sit there and think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, you could even say uh, Yakuza. Like a remake of Yakuza. But, I mean, it's technically PlayStation 2, so. I mean, I don't really care about D-Makes. That's what I'm I've saying. Never really, I never, that's, yeah. That's the thing is, I've never looked at something and be like, I want to see this not as good as what it looks. I want to see it like something that's from 20 years ago. I've never said that before. Well, some of it is cool, right? And it the is chat cool, brings like up the, the, the Final Fantasy the Final Fantasy 7 for the NES. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Dude, Final, so I own a copy. I own a copy of Final Fantasy 7 for the NES. It is originally, it's built, I believe it's built on the uh, Final Fantasy 3 engine. And it originally was made for Chinese audiences. And it only goes up to the end of the first disc. But then they did a translation of it. And it is, uh, it is yeah, there you go. Okay. That, that's it. That's the D-Make. So everything that you thought was cool about the amazing graphics of when this game came out, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out. I mean, I get it. It's an homage to the old uh, Final Fantasies. Well, I don't know if it's but really still. an homage to the Final Fantasies. I think it just it goes back in place to that audience of people who really like this style. And as someone who has always been like, why do we got to go back to the 8-bit era? You know, there is an audience out there that really enjoys this kind of stuff. 
So yeah, I yeah. fuck with so it. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't think you of bought it. I can't think <laughs> of a game that I would want to demake. I've never thought. It's never crossed my mind. It's cool, but all the games that I th- I think about demakes. There's already an entry that's that is eight bit or close to eight bit. So I'm just like, eh, it doesn't matter. But Horizon Zero Dawn would be a cool idea. Cool. There we go. Neat. Neat. <laughs> all right, Eddie, what are you up to this um, week? Well, fuck, dude. I got to play some video games. Calling game, right? Cox. I got to play some video games, whether I do it on stream or I not. I need seven games finished this week, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, do I do a seven challenge? Like a seven game challenge during the week offline? Oh, God. You do might it. burn yourself out. Do it. No, fuck that. Do it. No, Chris is not a good person of judgment, okay? Like, <laughs> I have great judgment. You don't. <laughs> I have great judgment. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, Lost <laughs> or whatever. you rubbing your eye. You gotta go get your blanket and your big pinky. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell <laughs> you this much: if I'm not playing, you know, the Elder Scrolls Five Skyrim, then I'll probably uh-huh. be like on Destiny Two. Because why the hell not? <laughs> You're playing the shitty versions of them. You play those on PC. No, I don't, I, dude. Destiny I don't. I don't have anything. It's just so unfortunate. Like I can't even. You got t- some Saturn Kagura games to play. I do got. You know what? And you know what the funny thing about it is, man. The funny thing about it is that you bring that up is I wanted to fire those games up uh, recently because I had a friend, uh, Collection Revolution, did a not safe a not safe for work stream on his channel, quote unquote, quote unquote. Did he do it on fucking uh, Polystorm or whatever the fuck? It's no, called? he didn't do it on Plex. Plex. Um, but the thing Plex the thing Storm. about it was it's like <laughs> I I I I commend him for the intention, but I was just like, man, there's so many more games. That he could have chosen, but I don't think he was aware of them. So he picked the games like, uh. like he picked like uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball for the original Xbox. And when he tries to put it on stream, it doesn't work. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, damn, like that sucks because that would have been a great starter. So he switches on over to yeah. Galgun and Galgun's kind of like, what? You know, it's yeah. like not too crazy and stuff like that. But I understood where he was coming from and all that stuff. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna give you the benefit of the doubt on it. It's fucking yeah. weird. And but so it is a little different. And so he played like you know, like panty party, like in the '90s and stuff like that, and all these other stuff. And I was he just could have played censored house party, but but there was no Senron involved. And so I was like, I had to send him a message. Uh. Like, hey, are you aware of the Senron series? And he's like, no, what's that? And I was like, oh, well, let me oh, tell God. you, he's buddy. spreading the gospel. Yeah, is what he's the doing. gospel of the Holy <laughs> Thibel. And so, um, yeah, we were talking and we were just like, and and like he's just like, dude, you just like opened up a whole new door. I can't wait for the not safe for work episode two stream. And I'm just like, yes, like, here we oh, go. God. And I'm actually I'm actually going to be sending him. A, a, you feel good about yourself, Eddie? I do. I'm going to be sending him the copy, the extra copy I have of a. Uh, Peach Beach Splash, the Senron Kagura, Peach Beach Splash, because I have two copies. Yeah, sure. So I feel great about myself. Sure. So since you know, I have nothing else going on this week because of fucking Metal Gear. Metal Gear Month is basically canceled thanks to fucking Cox. Like I can't. That's I nice. haven't. We're going into the second week of May. I'm still only halfway through Snake Eater because I want to showcase it to the people. So that's kind of out the door. Tomorrow is technically my one year Twitch versary, and I have nothing planned because Cox. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So it's just like if any it could have been a huge extravaganza. Yeah, I've got nothing. So it's just it's just stupid. It's just like everything. So this week, basically, you know what? If if Cox isn't up and running, then yes, it's Monday. I'll start tonight. Seven game challenge. 
I should be able to do some of these fucking games. No one's holding him to it, all right? He's just doing I'm it. I'm doing it. <laughs> and I'm starting with Except Skyrim. <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. There it is. Yeah, start with the 40-hour yes. game, bare minimum. Yeah, so, um, mm. uh, yeah, dude, I just, I, I really don't have anything planned. It's just so unfortunate, man. I just, like, there's nothing really, not even in wrestling, there's nothing going on. So, yeah, my, my week is pretty boring right now. I, I'm hanging out in people's streams and just, you know. Doing, doing, doing what I can to support, and yeah, and that's what you got to do. And that's what I got to do. Sounds good. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing, Chris? Guilty Gear video. Like I said, I'm gonna try to get that done this week. You uh, better. I've got the fucking um, what is it fucking called? The not yeah. Killer Instinct this week, but we we're gonna do Guilty Gear Strive oh, in right, some yeah. way or another. You should jump on the beta. You should actually like check it out. Just to see what it's about, man. I'm bad at the video games. You're so you still play them. You're bad at other video games. You still play them. Shut up, <laughs> like man. You just relax on getting first place in Mario Kart for a little bit and jump on Guilty Gear Strive. You don't even have to play me. It's very quiet in first place. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to play me. Just just embrace the stress a little bit. It's a fun time. It's good. Oh, I forgot to tell you, we fu totally fucking cheese uh, Sonic and All-Star Racing Transform. Me and Scotty just downloaded a 100% save file. Fuck. <laughs> You're gross. I hate you. And I was like, oh, hey, I got Sega Ages. <laughs> gross. I hate it. I love it. But that's that's what's going on. So there's going to be Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. But the Guilty Gear video into Katana Zero into Guilty Gear Strive open beta number that's two. That's what you can that's do, Eddie. Katana do. Zero footage oh yeah i gotta do the katana zero footage scotty i have to this is a, a breaking news beep 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 <laughs> scotty mo tells me and i saw it in our uh discord too that zombies ate my neighbors and ghoul patrol is getting released on the e shop which means i gotta fucking play that shitty fucking zombies ate my neighbors game again <laughs> i don't know why you do it to yourself that game sucks i like spending time with scotty so <laughs> that, okay then that's that's fair it's like the whole thing with powell powell just like sucks the cock of fucking zombie eat my neighbor and i'm just like the game's bad sir the game's real like bad just, and he's just like no it's amazing maybe ghoul patrol's better maybe ghoul patrol's better he said yeah i win <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry to cut your week off was that all that's i'm it. like looking at okay. the games that i have and i'm just like looking like how long can i beat this one Undertale. You can't pick a bunch of short Six games. Six hours. Fuck. But no, I got streams. Uh, I'm out of school. I got all A's because I'm a smart boy. And I'm fucked that shit. So now I'm going to stream. So I'm going to be streaming. I'm bringing back Farts and Crafts. I don't know if you guys remember when I used to do the Farts and Crafts streams. I'm going to be doing some Perler Beat art. Uh, we're going to be doing some of my models that I have. I don't think we've really set up anything for friday or something so i'm gonna try and get some pokemon done so we might also have some i don't have anything planned but maybe we can collaborate and see what's going on but well it doesn't really matter because chris you really are working on youtube stuff and eddie your internet's not working yep. so <laughs> carry us carry us in the switch carry space you. uh i still want to start oh eddie <laughs> i downloaded the fucking that what is it saul grins pokemon or whatever yeah. that thing you sent and i got it set up sweet and it's pretty cool. So whenever you come and watch my Pokemon streams, you can actually try and catch Pokemon while I'm playing. And from what I understand, so cool. most of them are just, if, if not all of them, I don't know. It's just first gen, right? Yeah, it's all 151. Yeah. 
you can catch evolutions like there's no way to evolve pokemon mm -hmm. so if you want if you're trying to complete your pokedex you better hope fucking you're in the chat when mewtwo shows up so Dude, no if you didn't know uh 152 because i believe missingo is in there too missing missing number yeah yeah no, because when I was looking at the decks, it only it says when I because I was testing it, so I caught a Magikarp, and it said you caught one of 151. Hmm. So maybe that's the DLC for the app. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, no, we're gonna be doing streams. Uh, I gotta power wash my house this weekend, which fucking sucks. But other than that, I'm just gonna be playing video games. So check me out over on twitch.tv slash tornado underscore Jones. Yeah, flip on. Right on. Alright, that's all we got. Y'all have a good day. Goodbye.